happening right now. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we are in the midst of the Goliverse Marathon for Cure Childhood Cancer. You can donate by going to geekoutonline.com slash cure, and you can geek out by listening now. again everyone and welcome to geek out loud my name is steve glosson and this is the goliverse marathon for cure childhood cancer we do it every year this is the sixth annual one if you're listening live we're about almost four hours in a little over three and a half hours in and we are already uh let me pull it up let me pull it up we are already 42 percent of the way there 42.1 42.1 percent of the way there 2105 dollars raised of our $5,000 goal, and we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for donating to Cure. Tweet about it. You can tweet at Cure Child Cancer. You can tweet at Goliverse, at Geek Out Loud. Make sure that you use the hashtag goal, the number four. The number four. Yeah, Cure. Goal for Cure. Don't do F-O-R because that looks like golf, golf or, or cure. cure. Yeah, I don't know. And you hear him. He's with me today, live and in studio, ladies and gentlemen. Heard it from a friend who... Why do I even try? All right, we're done. No more shows. Hello, Nothing. my name is a friend. We're done. No, we're done. We're I'm done. Here. No no more. No more. No more. I have come to no. talk about geeky things. No, we're done. No, it's over. Mm. Done. Over. Hmm. Finished. I must leave now. How was, how was on? How was on? How was on? Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. He's driving me crazy. He's driving me crazy. Shaz Bazaar. Every bizarre. time Steve looks around. Every time I look around. Every time Steve looks around. Every time I look around. Every time Steve looks around. He's at my door. It's Shaz Bazaar, ladies and gentlemen. I had to kick that frog out of this chair. He wanted to be your friend. From Techno Retro Dads. Shaz Bazaar is here and uh, happy to have you along with us, sir, for Geek Out Loud. I'm happy to be here and happy to be with all y'all. All y'all. Now, that is the plural of y'all. That is like the superlative plural. Yeah. Because y'all is a plural. Right. Well, here's. And it's, the, it's an emphatic. Well, y'all. And I'm speaking about all y'all. Right. Not just a few of y'all. I've always been told, you know, it's you, y'all, and all y'all. All y'all. <laughs> Paul says that to the Philippians. Does he? All y'all? He said, I may, uh, as I always speak. To, to God in my prayers, or I'm on also, behalf also, of y'all. On behalf of all y'all. All y'all. It, it is an all y'all there. <laughs> is it really? It is. It's it an is all y'all. It is an all y'all. <laughs> and all the people who are not from the South now tune away and say, what morons. Don't tune uh, away. You don't, can say, no, what morons in the chat. That's just fine with That's us. right. That's right. And we are live at mixer.com slash Goliverse as we do this. And um, we are, uh, we're, we're doing, as we said, for Cure. Uh, and we've given you that information and hopefully you get, now here's one of the neat things. And this is what I need everyone to hear from me. Um, we have put together 
And and there's been work going into it, and actually there'll be work going as we marathon today. Going out of Putting it. together uh, some care packages, some geek care packages for everyone uh, that include things like comic books, fun little non-sports trading cards that everyone will receive as long as, uh, as long as supplies last, everyone will receive a Geek Out Loud sticker. Yeah, Ooh, how about that? Stickers like are it. apparently pretty cool. And, um, and yeah, and so if, you, if you've donated, please, please, please shoot your, uh, your mailing address to me at geekoutonline at gmail.com. Just put in the subject line marathon address, and that way we'll know how to aggregate those in to, to start getting Don't things. Don't aggravate people. No, not aggravate, aggregate. I don't know that mm-hmm. word. So, uh, so please help us out by doing that, and we and we'll get you out a little geek out, a geeky care package to you. Um, uh, 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 Everyone uh, who donates, uh, no purchase uh, necessary, just right, a donation. Right, yeah. It's not an award. It's not a. It's not a prize that you're winning. You know, we're not. It's not a competition. It's we're thank just kind you. of randomly sending out some stuff. So, um, yeah. So, so please do that. So, um, on this, I don't have notes on this episode of Geek Out Loud because. I, there's been several things I've kind of wanted to talk about and discuss, and I'm glad you're here, Shaz, to talk about some things and discuss some things. Um, you mentioned a while ago, as we were kind of sitting here getting some things going and everything, about just just pulling any random thing in this room and beginning to discuss it and talk oh, about uh, it. That's not what I said. Oh, okay. What I said is, let's just play with the toys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's, I like how you make me sound so much more mature. No, but, but you did but at one point. You like I could just take this and we could talk about these things. Well, I think I said play with these things. But you did. You did. I, I, I said, and and yeah, granted, I I think that would make a better video podcast. Do y'all remember the ATL interceptor? The, now this is for Star Wars fans. This is for Star Wars fans and fans of the toys in 1985. Vintage Kenner ATL interceptor. Put that in your uh, Google. If you need to, I'll actually find a link to a good picture, um, so that you may so that you may be able to see exactly what it is we're talking about here. It is it's basically the design. It's a it's a spaceship. Yep. Uh, a Star Wars spaceship, and the design is basically a bit of a wedge shape, kind of like a a wedge. uh, I can't even. It's a triangle, man. Yeah, it's a triangle. It's a triangle, and then it has. Two little arms that you pull a lever and they fold down, kind of like the X wings have a, an attack formation. Mm-hmm. These are S foils. This is this was, you know, I think designed to be like that. I have a different choice though. I believe that these are special engines and probably a hyperdrive. Okay, that's what that's how I played with yeah. the toy. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's something. a very small ship for a hyperdrive. Yeah, in atmosphere, those things wouldn't work at oh, all. It'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. So my thought is, you know, it it it's got its own engines back here. You yeah, can see. Yeah. But in my play, mm-hmm. when I'm going to go to hyperspace, I drop it down and I go. I always kind of took it as a grabber type but thing. Then again, it does have guns that come out. Then yeah, so it does have some guns that come out. I, I it is an attack formation. I always took it as kind of like those things are used to kind of grab another ship underneath and hang on. Maybe they're like super magnets. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what kind I like, like a gawking clamp or some such. Yeah, exactly, gotcha. like on the ghost. Um, so that this is this should have been in in Rebels. Man, missed opportunity. Hey, not even sure if it was in droids. It might have been in Rebels, and I didn't see you, it. You you never know when that thing may show up. I, look, Mandic Mandalorian. Let's talk about let's talk about real quick. What uh, what showed up in like the what the one of the more 
what what episode was it? It wasn't this last. It wasn't like one of the last two episodes, was it? Like it it had shown up the troop transport. Oh, in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Ooh, I don't remember which episode it showed up in, but I just saw that it is coming out as mm-hmm. a toy. I do know that Dave Filoni had put it in Rebels, a, right? The troop transport in Rebels, and then do, this. Do you, do you have one of those? An Imperial troop transport. The Rebels version. Uh, no, I don't have one of the Rebels versions. You would be greatly disappointed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't grab one. I thought I see your troop transport. Okay, from here. good. All right, good. I'm I'm looking at. It. Does okay. it, is it a true push button version or the no, later version? No, it's the later version. You, well, you and I have the same version. Yeah, it's the later version. I should version. know that because the stickers on the front are the same as mine. Right, stickers were different for mm-hmm. the earlier yeah. version. And uh, and the top had a had a gun turret in the and Wait, the, the buttons around it weren't red. Yours and, don't have a gun. T- it doesn't have a gun turret. No, it does. I'm saying I'm saying that on the toy itself. Oh, on yours. It the, does have a the, gun. Yeah, and the buttons around it oh, for the talkie thing were all red little right. These buttons. are just these black, are just black little pieces pegs. of plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a little so, radar dish up there or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. That I tell you, that got beat up in my childhood. Oh, dude, that play. thing is a huge play toy. It's great, and, and part of the the fun of the old one mm-hmm. is it has wheels. Yes. The rebels one does not. Oh really? Yeah. Well, the Rebels was just a hunk of ch- plastic, and it of, just kind of it opens up in the center. Yeah. Oh, it does. Just a, from the top, like and a you clam can just shell. Put a couple things. Yeah. It's it's. Not it was much a really to, it was a let down toy. A lot of which the toys I mean, from you Hasbro. know about two thousand eight to yeah. to very recently mm-hmm. have been like that. Yeah. Um. So the but back to the ATL interceptor. I'm sorry. Yes. I you know I don't really know in my playtime. I think I use that more as like a grabby thing, like it would grab That's onto the like swing that. or a top fight or something. Um, and I don't remember ever actually seeing it in use in droids. I I don't remember. I think it might have been in the opening credits, but I'm not sure. Not sure about that. Well, you know what? We can find. I out. think I may be mistaking it with the. Uh, the A-Wing that's in the opening credits. There is an A-Wing in the opening credits for sure. Here we go. This is... Uh... Favorite theme song. Okay, there was a... I need to back up because as it opens up... I know there's a B-Wing there as it opens up. Here, I'll move this over. How about that? Can you, If I put it there, can you see it better? Oh, yeah, that's better. I'm sorry. I have to move to where I can see a screen. That's okay. Um, I'm going to slow down the playback speed. And I'm going to back her up. Wait, you can't slow down the play, but playback speed. Just speeding it up. Oh, did um, I speed it up? Um, yeah, because you're going to ruin the... Oh, sorry. You're going to ruin the sound. Well, I don't... I'm turning the sound off. Because oh. I'm going to see right here as all these ships come in really fast. What's there? Well, well something I, didn't, I don't it didn't recognize. Pause. It didn't... Stupid thing didn't pause. Back it up, back it up. Back it up. Just going to back it up. This is great video. Um, all right, so that it looks to be... Some kind of weird ship just for the show. Yeah, but it's got we've a seen bit of a. Kind of like it's that. got a bit of a rebel blockade runner, with uh, with a fin. This is on the top left corner. I believe that that is the predecessor to the Knights of Ren ship. Yeah. Well, down beneath that is a Tie Fighter with a red mark on the side. All uh, right. Okay. And then there's an A wing in the very foreground, and behind the A wing is a B wing. All right. There we go. There's our ships. For so the there opening. comes the B wing coming through. And, uh, of course, R2 and 3PO. If you've never watched the old Droids cartoon, it wasn't great. I mean, let's be honest. And this is the reason we're looking at Droids. The ATL Interceptor came in a Droids package. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. That's how it Indeed. was sold. Yeah. Uh, there were several things that came in Droids packaging. That um, A skiff even came in a Droids yeah. packaging at some the point. A-wing, well, that made sense. The A-Wing came the A-wing in Droids came packaging. In droids packaging. Uh, let's see in there. No, nothing on the, the nothing little on the vector graphic thing mm-hmm. in the targeting computer. So, uh, in trouble again. 
Um, I should probably stop and speed this back up. Until I so we see much more want shit. a clean copy of that song. Yeah, I don't. I don't know like what the deal is. Like a length copy. There's got to be one. It was uh, what's his face Copeland from the Stuart police. Stuart Copeland, Stuart Copeland right. yeah, yeah, that actually did it, wasn't it? Okay, there's these these droids that reminded me a little bit of the droids from uh, Solo. Which one's that? The train. Some of the droids from the show, you know, that grabby one. I was yeah. wondering if that was the same kind of thing as as those Sentry droids. I doubt. Oh, here's the skiff. Yeah, they do show a blatant skiff. And there. this droid reminds me. Uh, some droids in uh, in the Clone Wars reminded me of the look of this droid at the front of this thing. Really? Yeah. That look. I always thought it was like an EV ninety nine kind of droid there. Mm. And then Boba Fett in his classic holiday holiday um, special holiday outfit. special colors. Then, yeah. Uh, that other one is. Uh, I have no idea. Boba Fett's droid. Oh really? Yeah. Did he have a droid in this series? He did. He he showed up like what just once in this series, we, right? We got uh, and we got that figure in one of the Walmart droid factory packs. Boba Fett and and that droid. Oh really? Yeah. Wow! Yeah. I never saw really that. Really cool. I never saw that at all. No, I got it. Hmm. There's okay. And there's another. That's a mini droid rig there. Yeah. That, that came in what they show they, Imperial they Side Gunner. Is that what it's called? That's what it's called. Okay, Imperial Side Gunner is shown, and that that design makes a little bit more sense. Of course, you actually see it in use here. Um, sure, you got a sidecar on it that spins 180 degrees side to side. Oh, does it? 360 around. Now that is from Battlestar Galactica. That's that looks a, a lot like a viper. That's a viper. White Witch, yeah, that's yeah. a viper. Yeah. White Witch is a racing vehicle okay. that they actually have a prototype for, but never produced. Oh, wow. Um, yes, Dylan. Droids introduced us to Kaibo Ren. Kaibo Ren. Kaibo That's Ren. right. Cha. Not to be confused with Tybo Ren. Tybo Ren. Tybo. Remember Tybo? All right. Was we're it, we're getting into more vector graphics kick here. Kickboxer? Kickboxer? More tarting computers. Uh, yeah, Tybo was like a kickboxer. Tybo Ren, yeah. yeah. He was one of the knights of Ren. <laughs> No for his hand-to-hand combat and fitness. Oh, a strange new AT-AT. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kind of like an ATTE. Yeah. Man, that's cool. And they're just in a little Senate pod. Senate pod, just flying across wow, the desert. Oh, that is a Senate pod. Oh, oh, oh they got they away. So close to getting hit there. Watching this in slow motion is amazing, people. It really is neat kind of watching this in slow motion. Of course, it was all based on characters created by George Lucas. And see, that, that whole shot wow, looks straight look out of the holiday right special. Yeah. Yeah, that looks almost like it's trying to be an FX7, and then you come down, and it's like a weird treadwalk. I haven't ride. seen my ATL Interceptor anywhere yet. Well, this is the same animation house that did It the, is uh, Nelvana, yes. Yeah, did, uh, did the Holiday did the Special. the Holiday Special animation sequence. And uh, R2 just saved 3PO. From the TV droid that's going to close All right, out there's the some, intro, in right? The, yeah, in the targeting computer, there's some more TIE Fighters there. There comes the A-Wing. Yeah, there's not going to be an ATL. The A-Wing never got a, uh, a an actual Star Wars movie packaging release back in the vintage. It was all droids packaging, wasn't it? I believe that's the case. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I didn't get an A-Wing. I that didn't is, either. That is of, of major vehicles. Yeah. That's the only one I didn't get. I never got one either. Um, now, I got it later, a reissue, sure. but never at one of yeah. the droids packaging. Yeah, I never got one of the original vintage, is what I'm saying, for sure. And they it had batteries back then. You know, that's the thing. The vehicles used to have batteries that make noises. Right. I didn't realize the A-Wing did. Ooh, ooh, let me take that back. I had an A-Wing early. I did have an A-Wing early. Really? Yeah. 
I thought I didn't. I didn't have. They might have put it out in a regular package, and I didn't have the droids package. B wing fighters had a had a deal. Had a. I don't remember them having. I got to bring this back over here where I can look at it straight. Um, I might not have had one. I, it had a place for a battery compartment. That's what it is. I didn't have one. And when I got one later, it had a place for a, for a battery compartment, and it had a place for pressing a button. Okay. But, so my assumption was it had batteries. A lot of the reissued stuff that used the old mold modes, molds. molds did that. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's why I assumed it had a battery. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find an image here, because a lot of times it'll say on the box, flashing lights and sounds. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, can't get a good look at that here we go nope my bad you know what was disappointing was the twin pod cloud car had no sound oh yeah or or visible weapons it had those like little perhaps they might be guns mm -hmm. in the mold mm -hmm. um did, did you ever see one of the reissue twin pod cloud cars mm -mm. They, they they remade ones retooled they they can split apart they open up and, and have guns that expose. No, I didn't know that. Oh, dude, are you serious? Was this for the Power of the Force 2 line? No, this is this is much more recent than this. No, I don't I don't think I ever knew that. Oh my. Oh my. I'm not finding anything don't, where don't. I can actually see a good clear that had the planetary map in there for sure. Oh, did you have the planetary maps? Three of them. Oh, 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 which one is it? This is indoor. Indoor. This is where you find out the size of the second Death Star. Yes. Well, I had the second Death Star and the Tatooine somewhere around here. I had all three. I don't remember if I had the Tatooine. But they are not in great shape these days. No, I've, I've got them somewhere. Um, it, one even came with the uh, Ewok Battle Wagon over here. Oh, wow. I think, yeah, I think yeah, you got yeah. one I got, with that. My, I got my planetary maps from the Battle Wagon, the Skiff. The Skiff came with one? Yeah. And... Some other Power of the Force deal because they were all Power of the Force stuff they came with. So um, it, it was from Power of the Force. Mm -hmm. and yeah, it was. It was like, Power of the Force because that was the uh, that was those last few figures mm -hmm. and the coins were Power of the Force. Right. Were all the coins Power of the Force? Power, the coins were Power of the Force. Yeah. Um, of course, and, talking and about the Dulocs, of course, we're talking about and Star the Wars. Dulocs and the Ewoks. And uh, it, droids came with with coins also. Yes, I did not get droids figures. I didn't get droids or Ewoks figures. I got Ewoks figures. Um, I, it was only all, the Dulocs, though. It was all um, just regular movie stuff for me. I don't know why I didn't get droids and Ewoks figures because they didn't look like regular people. When Clone Wars came out, mm -mm, I'm it, not doing any Clone Wars. Not doing any Clone Wars. And I was like, "Well, I'll do the clones. <laughs> well, I'll do the aliens." Right. And then ah, uh, should have gotten all the figures. I did not get the the job of the hut. Oh, the ATL intercept. I'm sorry. What you found? The it? skiff didn't come with a. The ATL intercept. The ATL came intercept with it. came uh, with. So the, so the the battle wagon, gunner. the interceptor, and the uh, the imperial gunner came with one. Okay, there as well. that's where I got three of them. So the A wing here. I'm not. Yes, it did have flashing lights and sound, or had flat. There it had we go. Sounds. It did All make right. sounds back in the day. Yeah. So I don't have correct, one that's a, that's a battery-operated one. But. All that all that over there. So see, there's the show. You just pick a toy in here. We pick go a toy, we, we can go forever. Yeah, so there, there. that's that's kind of the... Listen, I wish you could have seen the old Star Wars room. Yeah. That was just like... It was almost like a, just a... Well, I won't say museum, but it was like the... Um, 
the warehouse. It was the all Indiana displayed. Jones. Oh, but, nice. But I mean, there was stuff displayed all over the place. But yeah. then in a nook and cranny here might be a little box that has a has a flap flipped open. You're like, oh, what's down in here? You know? Yeah. Not on purpose. That's just kind of how it ended up. But yeah, it it was nuts in that in that in the old Star Wars room there. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> Oh man. Um welcome to Geek Out. Oh, you saw that I guess to say welcome to Geek Out Loud. Uh it's good to have everyone with us. So You uh, you are right, Jar Jar. What are you saying? Best thing you've ever ever said in your life. The ATL interceptor always gets caught in traffic. How's that? Oh, the, the Atlanta you know. I've been there. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not a fun time. Um looks like a generic eighties spaceship that stuff he drew many times as a kid. That's true. That's oh sure, true. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's happening with? Oh wow. Oh, some cattle boss delivered a cat a calf today. Oh, is that bacon? That's where we were talking. Is that? Are you gonna name it bacon? I didn't realize he was deli- the calf was being delivered today. I didn't either. But he said the heifer calfed. So I guess that means she she gave birth. Yeah, man. Don't you have to like. That's a lot of work on everybody when those things, when you're doing that, because you have to like get some grippers and chains and pull the what cow out, maybe the calf out, right? I, I've i never birthed a calf. I don't either. I haven't either. I've um, never birthed a human to be. I do on, know the old, I do know the old story of the, of the, of the calf that was coming out the wrong way. And so there were just kind of feet hanging out. Oh yeah. And the city guy came by and he asked the farmer, he's like, let me ask you this. How fast was that little cow going? <laughs> <laughs> when it ran into the big oh, one there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, it's not so bad when things go right. Okay. Thank you, guys. Blessed cheesemaker Anthony Rice, as most cows do it by themselves. Wonderful. Good job. I guess I've seen... I, my dad You've watches seen this, City Slickers. I've seen this vet <laughs> show before. My dad always watches... Dr. Pohl. Yeah, Dr. Pohl. He Got loves it, man. It. Yeah. Love that show. He's always he always be watching that stuff. That dude so. is something else. He's yeah, I guess I don't really know him. So yeah, there's a there's a battery compartment. I don't know if it's going to t- yeah, this is gone. This this website here has pictures from an eBay listing, but the eBay listing is not is now gone. So yeah, that's really what see happens. It anymore. That's what happens. Anyway, all right. It's so okay. that's we've off solved the, the problem. Yeah, we solved it. I saw it. It's done. We've seen it. We're good to go. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to keep up with the A wing anymore. Anymore. Star Wars A-Wing Darth Vader Snowtrooper TV toy commercial. Okay. Oh, this is from The Power of the Force from the 95s. Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force. A-Wing comes with pilot. Other figures of the Eagle Leaf sold separately from Kenner. Wow. I, wow. I didn't realize that they did Power of the Force commercials in the 90s. In the 90s? Yeah, that's from the 90s. That was for the new collection oh, in the, the 90s. Oh, the new Power of the Force. Yeah. Is that Power of the Force 2? That that's the what everyone calls Power of the Force 2. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have been more... I, I was not aware of that either. Yeah, Power of the Force 2. I, was, I didn't have cable in that era. I was uh, in college, and we TV. didn't have TVs in our dorm in college, yeah. so we were the underprivileged. Well, you didn't have TVs in your dorm at they all? They wouldn't let you back when I was there. You didn't have a common one. room with a TV? We did, but it didn't have anything. I mean, like, we would watch a movie on it every now and then. Oh, again. my brother went to LSU. He's, he's living in the stadium, and yeah. uh, 
the common area had a living TV. in the stadium. Oh, would you like to hear a story about about Louisiana? The state of no, Louisiana I don't. This is geek out loud okay. and corruption. Yes, I do want to hear a story about Louisiana. <laughs> Huey P. Corruption. Long, governor of, of Louisiana. Huey P. Long was uh, granted money to spend on education. Yeah, he wanted to spend it on a stadium, but it had to be spent for something that would aid with education, mm-hmm. either a library or a dormitory. So the stadium got a dorm under it. Wow. So he could build the biggest stadium. Oh, wow. He also wrote the pregame show for LSU. I'm Hewitt still P. Play. I'm Hewitt P. Long, and yeah. I have learned to game the system. <laughs> yeah. Go Tigers. Exactly. That's that's the way it works. Um, but uh, in in the common room, every afternoon, they'd be watching uh, uh, G.I. Joe. Mm. And I went down to visit. You know, it's my freshman year of high school when he's a freshman in college. And he's like, well, let's go out in the common room. And everybody's watching G.I. Joe. I was like, this is my kind of college. Yes. This is great. All the college kids watch G.I. Joe. I'll feel right at home. <laughs> no, yeah. When I was when I was in college, um, and we did have the common room, one night we all got together to watch the Star Wars movie. I think we ended up watching Return of the Jedi. And we had to make rules that... No quoting no lines. No quoting along. Yeah. yeah, we had to be like, everyone just got to be quiet. No quoting lines. And that was when I realized... You I'm, can't not quote lines. I, well, not only that, but I also realized I'm not the only one. Because for so long, oh really? For so long, I had been the only one outside of one dude at my school who was just you didn't want to really hang out with this guy. He was not the coolest guy in the world, mm. and um, and so I'm like, I'm not alone. Even though I knew that the books and everything were selling well by that point, they yeah. had, you know they oh yeah the comics were out well into but, that time, but but still to actually be around the people. And everybody's just and everyone's having this. to be quieter though because they don't want to quote. You're like, okay, all right. I so see it was you not guys. a cold November rain. That's in, or it wasn't in the cold November rain. You're I don't remember what time of year it was. One. You're not the You're only, not only one. one. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, it was just a great feeling though. That's you know? cool, man. So, so that was your uh, freshman year, maybe. No, that would have been my sophomore year. Your sophomore year, yeah. and so this is. So your sophomore year this would have 96, been 97? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was it was just before, it would have been 96 because it would have been before the special editions came out. Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy, that was a ripe time because everybody knew what was mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. And see, that hence when the special editions hit, the night that the that Star Wars premiered, right. Right. we went to, there was a dollar theater you could walk to from our college, no problem. But we had to go across town to the actual up-to-date theater that wasn't playing, you know, six-month-old movies. Um, for a dollar, I organized, made sure everyone had rides, made sure I went, I got everyone's money, went and got tickets that afternoon for everybody. And we went about 30 of us. That's went, great. You know, and I, and so someone told me after they like, so you're going to be a youth pastor, huh? I'm like, no, why? Well, I mean, you just organized you just this so it. well. I'm like, it's Star Wars, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great times. Such a fun time to be alive as a Star Wars fan. That was the first movie my wife and I went to. Oh, really? She wasn't my wife yet. I, As I said, there were a bunch of us that went, but there was one person, I'm sure Haley's listening right now, so this is going to be an awkward conversation. There was one girl that went that I was kind of liking, she was kind of liking me. And, oh, I've heard this story. And Yeah, I've told this story a million times. Yes. And we're sitting there, and um, I, apparently she had asked me some questions in the midst of the movie. Um, but I was so, I had never seen the original Star Wars on the big screen. Some people say, Steve, you still haven't. That was the special editions, but you know what I mean? I'd never seen a new hope on, on the big screen. 
And so I was just mesmerized by this. Oh, I was yeah. just absolutely yeah. taking everything in, taking all the changes. And about 45 minutes of the movie, I realized she was talking to me and I'd ignored her yeah. several times. Yeah. So we didn't. That really, was the end of that. Yeah, that yeah. never really happened. And nothing else really happened. That's after Providence, that, so. my friend. Rhode Island? No. Oh, no. We were in Lynchburg, Virginia. No, 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 no. That that way, had you had it gone any further with that woman, you might have not been oh, married yeah. to the no, wife no, you no. have today. I, it was I don't, all no, no regrets, wonderful. no regrets. But oh, I, I wasn't saying you were regretting. Yeah, no. I'm re- just I'm just using a moment. Sure. This is a teachable moment for people. No, oh, okay. You yeah. might think that something's <laughs> downward in your life. It, it might be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. I'll be honest with you. There were no regrets even then. Like I was okay with the situation. Um, you know, it was just it was what it was. But yeah. I. But I'm, I'm just, doing this for other people's sake, Steve. But I just I'm look at that. To help the mass. Oh, this isn't Big Honkin' Show. We don't learn anything. No, no, in no, no, show. no, no. Let's no. just keep geeking. No, I just look at that as oh, so this is who I am. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I am who I am. Yep. It ain't that bad. Right. Exactly. So, um, I, someone had said uh, in when we were talking about stuff we'd do, be doing on the marathon and everything. And I don't have the the page pulled up to really see um, who said it or, or what when it was said, but they had mentioned they'd like to hear us do a, a deep dive into the Mandalorian. Um, so we, uh, you know, I thought maybe we could talk a little Mandalorian on this episode because I think I know that Lucas it was on the other week, and he and I and Cam talked about it and rise of skywalker and so because it was such a a a, a hectic show that we were doing that day because there were time constraints and everything we didn't really get super deep into things and so i thought because we didn't do a episode by episode review show everything that we could kind of have a are you playing the mandalorian music well shaz i mean look hey no You've had all the fun at the computer. I had to bring something to the table. Do you need an aux cable? You want me to plug no, me in over good. here? No, I'm okay. good. On you, your you do it yourself. Well, I was just going to come over here and just... I wasn't trying to show you how to do your, tell you how to do your show. I was trying to show you. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got two things pulled up. See, this is, this is what can't happen in my life. I got to... There it is. There we go. There it is. Okay, from the very beginning. From the very beginning. I'm sorry. Are you telling me right now? That no, no, no. I'm, I'm describing my thoughts on the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. It was so Star Wars. Oh yeah. So Star yeah. Wars. Right from the get go. From the get go. Yeah, I mean, right down to as as he's taking the blue guy to his ship and they're in the land speeder. I mean, oh, there's yeah. a shot that's right out of Episode Four. Um, where the land speeders moving across the screen and they're just way out from it. Oh yeah, and yeah. and and that shot. So yeah, I mean definitely right. You know, of course that was Filoni that first episode. And, everything. and I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean I didn't know. Yeah. I thought he was directing the second or third episode. Right. And so that thing's ending. I'm like, if I didn't know any better, I would say that was a Dave Filoni episode. And then it right there it goes. Directed by Dave Filoni. <laughs> when he, like, yes. when, when, when the Mandalorian is going to the client, uh huh, and for the first time, and the little sticks out of the the, you know, oh, the door, yeah, the yeah. doorkeeper or whatever, um, I said, man, this has got Filoni's fingerprints all over. Yeah, it. and then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh yeah, he did. He's directing this episode. Like yeah. I had forgotten too that he was doing the first episode. Yeah, but it is it is very much Dave Filoni. It really is, and it was a great way to set the tone, having him involved. 
Um, along, you know, here's the thing. I think Favreau is obviously a fan. Oh yeah. But Favreau, Favreau uh, has his fingers in so many other things. Sure. And so I feel like he's leaning on Filoni pretty heavy. And successfully. With some of the stuff. Oh, sure. And, and so from the get go, this had a real Star Wars feel to it. The technology, the aliens, the, uh, the, the humor, the, um, Everything about it was was really just I was blown away, especially by that first episode, um, as as we watched as as we watched that and and what we started to dig into with the Mandalorian culture as it stands during this time period, some five years after Return of the Jedi. Five years after Jedi, yes. Um, Return of the Jedi. Sorry, when we There's didn't. Two Jedi movies yeah, now. when we didn't. Um, in in Rebels, we ended with the Mandalorians at odds with the Empire. Right, correct. Uh, they were a little scattered, you know, but there was still a culture there. Yes. Um, one of the things we begin to learn throughout this show is that apparently the Mandalorians as a people have been diminished. Diminished substantially. is a good word. I, I don't want to, I don't think they've been completely wiped diminished out. Diminished is a really good word. And so, but they're recruiting. That's so the thing. Speak. So, so the idea of the Mandalorian becomes a recruitment process, kind of thing. It, it's a culture more than a people. Exactly. Yeah. And and so what they have are these foundlings, and that's what he refers to himself as in the first episode. Is when I was a foundling, you know, the, she she says you can we'll save this best scar for other foundlings as we did for you, kind of thing, you know. Right. Or he said, give it to the foundlings. Give it to said, the foundlings. Is, yeah. Later on, we find out he's a foundling, but we kind of right. guessed that from the outset. Yeah. And 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 so it it's just this amazing little piece of Star Wars that just has all these different things all over it, and then it expands upon the mythology that we already know and love as it pertains to this Mandalorian culture. Yeah, you know, because where we were at in Clone Wars with the Mandalorians. Is the Death Watch versus the pacifist? You know, the, it was versus it, the the. Other Mandos who have—I I don't know if they had a name. Um, the crown. There were man. No, 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 no. That hooked up with Darth Maul. Death Watch hooked up with Darth Maul. Right. Um, Bo Katan took another group. Mm. And I don't think they had a name, did they? I don't remember. I can find out. Um, but uh, I just watched that series not too long ago because mm-hmm. I was in season five of the Clone Wars for. An entirely different podcast, <laughs> um, but it, there were really three factions there. You have the Republic coming in. She was leader the of the Crimson Night Defense. Owls. Is Night Owls. Okay, here. it is Night mm-hmm. Owls. I was thinking it had something to do with owls, but I thought that that I was just putting that on it because I always thought the helmet looked kind of owlish. They're an elite Mandalorian unit led by Bo Katan. Okay. Uh, when she joined Death Watch, the Night Owls sided with the group. And with pre Vizsla. Okay, so she was already a leader of the Night Owls when that happened. Mm-hmm. And after That's Darth good. Maul killed Vizsla in battle and proclaimed himself the new leader of Death Watch, they then split back off. Night Owls either went with Maul or Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan became part of the Mandalore Resistance, and she fought against the Shadow Collective. Yes. Which that, were all the different... The, the pre-Crimson Dawn Maul Yeah, it was the it was the... Not the Pikes... Yes, it was. Pikes? Is that what they're called? The, the Pikes, Black Sun, and uh, Jabba's. Yeah. Or in the Huts, I guess. Yeah. The Hut Syndicate. Wow. All of those were teams. It's amazing it's that a we see all those super things. Group. Yeah, it yeah. is incredible. 
So and Darth Maul leading the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You I just, think about that the the uh, the amount of strength there, and, right? And you know the whole time. Chancellor Palpatine mm-hmm. is saying, "Oh, the Jedi don't need to get involved in this. It's just a bunch of pirates and scum." And meanwhile, Hondo's like, "What are you saying, a pirate? I'm not involved in this <laughs> scum." I think he said scum. Scum. Um, and and Obi Wan's, you know, all about. He's got to do. Well, I understand you're interested in this. You have a personal vendetta. Yeah, you talking know, about Maul. Maul. Yeah. But you know, really, but he couldn't have the Jedi getting involved in this because he has to go deal with his. Way better apprentice, mm-hmm. you know. So, well, that's but look that's... at how big they've gotten. You've got when you have the Mandalorians, mm-hmm. the, the that Death Watch culture. I, I don't know why we're doing Clone Wars now, but we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Pikes, and the Huts, and Black Sun. That's no small feat, right? This is this is this could very quickly become a force that. To, would be a right. third part in the Clone Wars. Well, and that's why the Jedi were concerned because right. you know now they're going to split our forces. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this is this is going to be a struggle, um, and so everybody ta- the, the war between the Mandalorians themselves takes them out. The war with the with the Jedi or with the clones will take them out. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that in what two weeks? Yes, I don't know if they're releasing them week by week, but that's when the Clone Wars returns. Yeah, I think they're they're doing the same thing. They're doing a weekly release. Great, on those. I love it. Yeah, love yeah, it gives idea. you time to process. Yes, that's. I think that's one of the things about the Mandalorian is I, I week might, by week is great. Yeah, I probably would watch it twice at the most three times. You know, but, yeah. I, but I would process it before moving on to the next one instead of doing the binge thing of like, all right, on to the next, because I'm telling you, the ending of, ev- of that first episode requires binging if you just want to binge it. If you want to binge it, because you want to find oh, out you, what's going every on. week. You want yeah. to know what's coming next. Yeah, for sure. Um, but right from the outset, it, it is Star Wars, and it is a story that that we want to know something about. It is, and that's what I'm saying. Is there's no a, force, no nothing, no. It's well, not yet un, until the end right. of that episode, and you know there is right. And so, as you as you're watching this whole thing, and you see him, because you get a little bit of the flashback and everything, they begin to trickle in that the, you know, the Mandalorian culture has definitely changed, and what we find out, yeah. ultimately, is they're underground, literally and figuratively. They're yeah, un, they're, they're right. now underground where they're in hiding, and they reveal themselves for him after he goes back on his bounty deal, you know, to save the child. And so I know I'm jumping all over the place, but it to me that's one of those things that though I was never super into the Mandalorian culture, and even with the Clone Wars yeah. stuff and the and the and the Rebel stuff, I was like, man, Dave Filoni's a fan of the Mandalorian. That's what he wants to talk about. I was never like super big into it, but what this does, what this idea of being a culture more than a people, yeah, and a unified culture at that, you know, it's like, all right, great, they look cool now, and now for whatever reason, I really gravitated. They, they did their job well in the writing and the and the producing and the and the structure of this character and his his story with these people, because I'm I'm in, you know, which is something I couldn't even say about rebels and stuff like. I, I like the character Sabine. I liked what they were doing. Eventually, I liked the character Sabine. I liked what... That took a while. I, right. I liked what they had going on with those stories and everything with her family and all. But as far as the, the overall clan this, you know, house this, clan this, I could care less about that right. stuff. And here, it's like... It all makes sense. Well, it gets summed up in four words. This is the way. This is the way. And I'm like, all right. You know, uh, the, the, uh, the Mandalorian... 
as he's known at this point. Mm-hmm. Doesn't talk much. Mm-mm. Man of very few words. What got us interested in Mandalorians in the first place? Boba Fett. Right. As you wish. Right. He's worth a lot to me. Put Captain Cargo in the solo hold. Did you do that on purpose? Yes. You just did. Okay. I can't not do it. <laughs> once I heard Jeremy Bullock say that, I, I, I have a hard time saying the right line now. <laughs> I was like, wow. In the middle of the sentence, I'm like, okay, here I go. She has us tired. Maybe you better hit the road sooner because I'm worried about Captain's you, buddy. Cargo. In. No, see, I'll yeah. keep doing it. Put Captain Solo in the in cargo, cargo hold. hold. Yeah. That's really, as you wish, he's worth a lot to me. He's no good to me dead. He's no good to me dead. Yeah. Put Captain, Put Captain Solo, Solo in the cargo, cargo hold. I think that's it. Right. But I think also it has to do with his placement in that story. Yeah. You know, when Vader walks by him and says, no disintegrations, you know, you're like, no, yeah, yeah. What a bad dude. Also, he's there amongst a group of colorful characters. Sure he is. Um, you know, Bosk, IG-88, Dengar, Zuckus, Forlom. 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 Um, I've got a Kenner. Commercial, I can prove you wrong all day, every day. The, yeah, and it was also Zuckus that it was calling for. <laughs> I was going to so, say, yeah. I was going to say, your 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 I argument admit is the negative. only only. Uh, I admit the fail failings in that argument alone. I have other arguments. What's the four legged Imperial Walker called? <laughs> what is it? It's called an at ATAT. No, it's an at. I, I call it an at. It's an at. But they call it Imperial Walkers. Here, here's the thing. C dash three P O. Do you pronounce that C three P O? No, it's C three P O. Do you pronounce R two D two R two D two? No, because those are those are numbers and letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back to back. Numbers and letters mm-hmm. for L O M. You L- use the letters. L O M is not L zero M. Do you call L-O-M. it an atstit? No, it's an ATST. It's a chicken walker. Is what it, it is. It is a chicken walker. Yeah. Um, and according to a friend of mine when we were kids. And Adat was called Walking Legs. What? That's what he called it. He he was a lot younger than me. Okay. And he'd call it, oh, I want to play at the Walking Legs. No, I was always uh, Adat and ATST. Yeah. I would call it a Scout Walker a lot of times. I would call it a Scout Walker. Yeah. That's what and I, I would really... call the Adat an Adat because that was how it was. I don't think I learned Chicken Walker until I was in college or like oh, really? a, a novel or something. Oh, no. Yeah. We talked about Chicken Walkers. Yeah. I never, I never heard Chicken Walker. We called them Chicken Walkers in, in uh, The Empire Strikes Back when we really? saw them. It's like, what were those Chicken Walkers? When nice. are we going to get that toy? Yeah. And we did. Um, so uh, as, as he, um, but as he does, as he interacts with the armorer, and he interacts with the Mandalorian you culture. You learn about the culture. You learn about the culture, but you also learn about him and oh, his backstory. And one of the most rele- revelatory things in this, or one of the great revelations of this, was his connection in the Clone Wars, seeing battle droids, seeing super battle droids be scary. Yeah. You know? Oh, I mean, yeah. Because they, they hadn't really been scary until they came walk- since they came walking out of that in the place arena. in Genosis in the arena, right. yeah. I was gonna say they, they've everything, been scary before. Everything got turned into comedy when it came to the different battle droids and everything. So um the super battle droids to see them be scary, to see Clone Wars era fighting and and ships and all this other stuff was just really neat in those flashbacks. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was a lot of speculation between me and Lethargic Chewy, aka Lucas, about who would actually come and open up to save him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we thought it'd be cool if it would be like Obi-Wan or some Jedi, you know, some rando Jedi. Yeah. 
and obviously it makes sense that it was a Mandalorian. Right. You know, to say, of course it is. You well, know. yeah, but you aren't thinking that way when you're speculating sometimes. Right, right. You know, and... You, you cling to some of the old paths and the old ideas like Forlom. Mm-hmm. But apparently the Mandalorian that saved him was of Death Watch. Yeah, there are Death Watch markings. Okay. And see, I missed that completely. I did too, but I was told that, so I yeah, believe it. I told, I, right, exactly. <laughs> I heard that. And I've just accepted it ever since. So, um, he was not just some rando mando. Rand, right, exactly. It wasn't a rando Thank you, mando. Mark so, rando mando. Hello, I'm rando mando. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to Randy Mando's used car emporium. <laughs> well, well, back on the whole thing, you know, it it brings us back into what we loved about Mandalorians in the first place: the mystery, the mystery, yeah, mm-hmm. the intrigue, and and. Then we have a new mystery, new in- intrigue, the, the child. Mystery. Yeah. Well, exactly. Then you get into the whole big reveal at the end. Yes. Um, as you were watching that first episode, what were your ideas about the asset before you knew it was the child? Did you have, do you remember any speculation? Were you speculating at all as you were watching? It, I don't remember. I'm like 50 years old. Right. It. Right. Not he. Well, they, but I think it. here's what I here's what I took when they were saying it the whole time is just they didn't know male or female. The they were just depersonalizing that, whoever right. it was. Well, it's an asset. It's an asset. Right. I understand that. And so, so it never occurred to me to think outside of some level of legacy character. It had to be like time-wise. right down. I was like, because one of my friend, my friend Luke said, "You think it's Ezra?" I mean, fifty years. You're. Go- I never thought about Ezra, but well, Ezra would have been too young. Too, it would have been too young. young. But it's, you're talking back at, at Clone Wars, right. uh, Attack of the Clones right. era. And so I was like, maybe it's maybe a Jedi. I said, well, maybe it's a Jedi from, you know, leftover from the Clone Wars. Because I really didn't anticipate... You are talking Phantom Menace era. Are you talking that far back? Yeah. So I didn't anticipate um, there being like a Force, any any connection to the Force or the Jedi in this in this show. And I just didn't. I thought no, Underworld, I thought you know, that I was, was thinking Underworld crime and stuff. And so I said, maybe they're going to do a swerve on us and it'll be some Jedi from the Clone Wars yeah. that he's after. You know, hence the Imperials sure. are after him, that Absolutely. kind of thing. Absolutely, that makes sense. And and so then we started kind of naming some names that it might be. I some said, living Jedi. I said, it could be Han Solo, for crying out loud, with a with a price on his head. But he's not 50. At, at Five years after Jedi? No. He'd be close enough, he's, though, to round he's up. He's early 30s in Star Wars. No. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure. Well, any, look, we were just speculating. We, we sure. didn't have time yeah, to think. Yeah, I know. We're, now, now, we're backwards speculating. I'm backwards speculating now. It could be Ahsoka. Right. Time-wise. Right. That would make yeah. some sense. Yeah. And so, see, that's the kind of stuff we were thinking were those kinds of things yeah. as we were watching that first episode. So, I mean, Ooh. kudos to them for keeping this hidden. But I keeping thought nothing it, Force-related. Not at all. That was me. I didn't either until the middle of the episode when we got to speculating on some things, you know? Yeah. And I was like, it could be some legacy character some or some background character from, you know, the, the Clone Wars era or sure. whatever. I said, it could be some of Padme's family, you know, that... Yeah, you know, still out there, and they and they have they figured out some connections and stuff. It and could like, be Colonel Meber Gascon. It could be Colonel Meber Gascon, you know. But the it could have. I even said it may be a clone. You know, what if it's a clone? What if it's Rex? What if it's someone like that? You know, who's who's yeah. there? And yeah. so as we as we're all speculating, all of a sudden they get there, 
And it's a... In a second. You, no, you, one, you see the size. But the size right. doesn't make any Size doesn't matter. to me. Um, size matters not. No, as I saw the thing they were at, it never dawned on me that it was a cradle. I was like, what is this, a sure. droid? Right. You know, and then yeah. when he pops it open... And you see and the you back see the of the back of the head, head, it's all over. You know exactly what like, it is. What? Yeah. You know, and and so there you see the child. And and I know they get around it by saying, you know, they age differently and everything. Um, but fifty years is still fifty years. Fifty years of living is still fifty years of 50 living. Fifty years of living is still fifty years of living. So while it can still look like a child, it's a lot more advanced by that. Right. Point. Right. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But it already understands the force. There are still questions. Sure. To me about that, because who was guarding this thing? Who were all these people that they had to go through that were not wanting them to get to the asset? Oh, the ones who had taken it in the first place? Okay, is that what they had done? They had taken Must it? Must be. Must be. Or had found it. Yeah. You know, because who knows where he came from? We don't. Well, that yeah, obviously origin point. I mean, point. these are thugs. Yeah. The, well, these, that's the thing. They were like not... Nictos and Klaatus. Right. You know, and in, in, in Star Wars, we generally know them to be thugs. Right. That's that's all they are. Um, and we don't see any real ruling power around them. You don't see Hondo there. Well, there's got to be some. I, I, I was half pirate. expecting. I was half expecting Hondo. To I was show half up. expecting Hondo. And I thought that would have been when, amazing. When you see that many there, and and you know Dave loves Hondo nearly mm-hmm. as much as I do. You thought Hondo was Well, I mean, and look, what a great thing. Hondo's not out of the picture at this point. You don't think so? No. Even See, I feel like he is. I feel like he's off limits because of Batu. He's not off limits. Why would he be off limits? Because of Batu. No, no, no. No, 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 no. This is a long enough era in in front of it that it wouldn't make any difference. You what think he does. so? Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like he's, Disney wouldn't let him do it. At some point between Rebels and Batu, he has to get back his... his Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that what they call it in the galaxy far, far away? I don't know what they call it, but I call it his red jacket. <laughs> Does he not have it in Rebels? No, he's oh. got that racing suit on all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And some weird looking helmet, almost mm-hmm. but not quite. You mm-hmm. know, he, he he's lost a lot of gold. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a ship, so he's got to get his strut back. He's yeah. He's got to get yeah. his strut back. He's got to get his swag on, man. I, well, if he shows up on this show, I'd like to see it, him getting away from someone. He'd be like, you will always remember this as the day you almost caught Captain Hondo. Captain Hondo Onaka. <laughs> right. And then, By the way, Dave, I am available when you want to cast Hondo. You mm. can use Jim Cummings' voice. I mean, seriously, Dave, you Dave have Dave Filoni to. obviously listening to this show. But I am the Hondo you need. Well, I'm telling you what. Uh, I have experience in the prosthetics. That'd be neat to see Hondo show up and... Um, That'd be neat to be Hondo grown up. Go up against the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all for that. The, that. It'd be neat to see Hondo show up and have to you know, match wits with the Mandalorian. I could be bought cheap. What's the Mandalorian's Only name? Profits. Kanan Jarrus. That doesn't sound right. I know it's not Kanan. That doesn't sound right. Um, Caleb Doom? No, Kanan... That's... Um, that's Kanan Jarrus. No, Kayla Doom is yeah is um no what's name Kara Kara oh that's Kara Dune yeah and he's Caleb Doom okay see you were you get me all confused I'm, here I'm messing with the timeline man you're messing with my mind bro it was Jarek something isn't it is someone in the, the chat Jarek telling me ta- Table 
Is someone in the chat telling me? Because I, and I'm Din ignoring him. Din Jaren. Din Jaren. Thank there you. There we go. Thank you, Mark. Oh. Din Jaren. I don't know that I'm going to be able to ever call him Din Jaren. He's always going to be Mandalorian to me. No, we'll get it eventually. I won't. Sure you. I will. refuse. He's the Mandalorian to me. That's the name of the show. What do you? What do you? Hmm. Go ahead. What you got? Luke you, Skywalker. I call him Star Wars. Do you, Do you ever <laughs> refer? <laughs> you ever refer to the Emperor? As the emperor? Yeah. Do you ever refer to him as Senator Palpatine? Never. You never call him Palpatine? Palpatine, I do, but not okay. Senator Palpatine. Okay, but you, you didn't have that for 30 years, man. Well, 20 years. Yeah. But then, you actually... You only have a season, man. I understand, but what I'm saying is... Just is, wait till season. Is Palpatine was a name, though, that I became familiar with, you thanks did. to... Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire and such right. as. Mm -hmm. And so when you get introduced, so you're already kind of calling him Palpatine in your head as you're reading those things. Sure. And for the, you know, for seven years from 92 until 99, when you hit um, the Phantom Menace and there's Palpatine on screen, you're like, that's the Emperor. That's the Emperor. And so he's the Emperor. He's the Emperor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it happens. I don't call him Sheev, I can tell you that much. I, I knew that one was coming up at some point. <laughs> but anyhow, like my favorite Sheev? my favorite part of those movies is when Star Wars stands up and says, I'm a, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. <laughs> Star Wars is an awesome hero. <laughs> Pardon more. When Star Wars gets in that X-Wing and flies down the trench. Let's get, all back, <laughs> get back to Din, Din so, Djarin. Anyhow, Din Djarin, he, I'm, I'm not going to call, I don't know why I brought that up. I just can't do it. But anyhow. The Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian. The so this this show does a great job of, of tracking and, and sucking you in there with the end of that first episode with the child. Well, then they also do a great job of thinking, of making you think you're going to get to know more about this child. We never learn a thing. Outside of he can use the force, we never learn a thing about the child the rest of the season. What? What do you know about the child? He eats a lot. Mm-hmm. He eats frogs. Right. He can use the force. He can use the force. <laughs> He's confused of whether he uses the force or somebody shot somebody. In That's the back all. Of the head. That moment was awesome. When he <laughs> looks at his own hand. That was great. I did it. <laughs> well, he's like, I, it's almost. Like, I did it. It's yeah, it's almost like that's. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I overdid it. I overdid it. You overdid it, master. Um, they do a great job of here's this character that we all love. I can't tell you how many times the child was in danger, or even in the episode where he goes and meets up with um Bill Burr and the rest of the gang. Mm -hmm. You know, and it like for the first ten or fifteen minutes, I'm like, where's the kid? What has he done with the kid? Dude, I worry about what's he done with the kid in almost every episode. Yes, yes. Okay, I gotta I gotta leave the ship for a while. You stay here. What are you thinking, man? Have you never had a child under your care before? When Mr. He, I care for younglings? When he meets Cara Dune. Foundlings, rather? When he meets Cara Dune. Uh-huh. At, yeah. the, the, at the saloon. Nice, nice episode. It was a great episode. Is that episode two? Episode three. That's episode four. Oh, is it really four? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the second episode that he fights the mudhorn, it's, mud it's all right? the Jawas and the mudhorn. And episode three, episode three is when he, he, he takes the Beskar, right? To he the gets armor. the Beskar. He gets the Beskar by turning in the asset. Right. He goes back and gets the child. Yep. And that's when the Mandalorians come and rescue him at Dude, the end. That was a very Star Wars episode. It was, except for the salute at the end. 
when the when the one when the heavy gunner Mandalorian is flying alongside oh, yeah, a yeah, ship yeah, and he's yeah, it's yeah. like don't uh, do that, just nod. That, that's Iron Man. I know, just he just nod. pulled an Iron Man. He just pulled an Iron pa- he just pulled he an just Iron Patriot. That's what he, did. what he did. Yeah, um, War Machine or whatever. Yeah, you know? War exactly. That, that's that's what I was thinking. War Machine you just, rocks. You just War Machine this X. thing, yeah. Because that's exactly what he would do. Right. But, the, yeah, the salute Without, was kind of... No, no, no. I'm talking about the break-in to go get the asset. Oh, yeah. That felt like straight-up Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Sneaking in, um, it, and it shows everything you what a going, Mandalorian is. Everything going sideways. Extremely dangerous. Yeah. You do not want to try to catch him, because it's just going to be bad mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So, no, in the fourth episode is there because he had to find somewhere to hide out, so he ends up on that planet. And when he's in the in the restaurant, in bar, saloon, whatever it is, where he's getting something to eat, and the babe's just walking around, the kid's just walking around like, yeah, I'm like, dude, you got to watch out for that child. Well, he actually had somebody watching out for the child. Remember, he paid that woman to to watch. That's out on for Tatooine. Him. Was that on Tatooine? That's on Tatooine. No, 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 no. She had asked him for what he wanted to eat. And, and the 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 waitress, remember, and 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 uh, then he's like, "Who is that over there?" And then he's going to go follow her, and he's like, "Watch the kid." Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything because where does the kid end up? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, he at least tried to do something <laughs> other than you stay here. That's well, what I'm saying. Listen, he's he's grown. Some, some shady some shady waitress at a exactly. shady place on know, some man. weird planet's not going to some planet in the middle of nowhere where people are just there because they're trying to be. You There's know, cool little blue shrimp floating around yeah. in, the, in the swamps. Yeah, that was pretty neat. You have a baby in a bar. <laughs> Iron Mandalorian is what Stuffity says. Iron Mandalorian, nice. That's one. good. I like it. Um, I love their fight. I love the Mandalorian. Yeah, that was a good fight. That was a believable Dune's, fight. Cara Dune's fight that they had. That's yeah. a believable fight. Well, I didn't realize this. She was an MMA star. Like, oh, I knew she that. She was an MMA start. champion. Yeah. I didn't know. I, oh, I don't yeah, follow, yeah. so I didn't know that. Oh, my um, wife is big in MMA. Oh, yeah? Man, she whips me every day. Oh, well, okay. No, she watches it. Um, <laughs> she likes it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't realize that. And, and Haley keeps watching. She's like, her arms are huge, man. They are huge. Yeah, she's got some She's muscle. tough. I'm scared of her. Yeah. It's very indoor feeling. Well, I feel yeah. very Ewoks with the whole thing. And, right. And then here comes an ATSD. Mm-hmm. Or a chicken walker. AT, yeah. uh, scout walker. Okay, let's say this. He flipped a coin at the waitress and said, watch the kid. Right. And she says, yes, sir. She's too busy to watch the kid. He doesn't know that. Well, yes, he does. Come on, man. This is a guy who left him in the ship just a little bit ago by right. himself. So well, was trying to. He's he, he, he grew up in a Mandalorian culture. Mm-hmm. Where where granted, you know, kids he, had to take care of themselves. Kids had to take care of themselves, right. and kids were expected to live by certain rules. Right. Notice they're running with their helmets on. Where? In the first episode. When we first notice, see kids. I didn't notice that at all. Oh, when we first see kids in the underground? They've got really? helmets on. Got to come back to that. At the, at the very beginning. And not the very beginning of the episode, but I mean. I understand. Yeah, I know what kids, you're talking about. They've got kids running mm-hmm. through the through the sewers, you know, or whatever. I guess it's a sewer system. It's an underground tunnel system. I don't think. More of a subway system. I don't think it's a subway system. You I don't like, think it's the. I don't think. I think it's more storm sewers than anything. You yeah, know, it's not. It's not right. waste treatment or anything. It's not. It's not a lava sewer. 
like we have in the final episode oh, there. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that cool? That was wild. I love that. I love when they're like, the droid has been burnt to pieces, and then he kind of comes like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let me let me pull this up here. So he's talking to Werner Herzog. He leaves. I'm now back at episode one here. Kind of check out. Episode one. Okay, you're looking at it. It's, it's their enclave, Tenton says. Is that, he calls it their, their enclave? Yes. Enclave. It, it is. It's, 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 their, it's their hideout. It's what their... about a Kowaki and monkey list lizard being spit roasted? Oh, that was the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great, man. Let's, mm. let's, let's bring it into Star Wars. I felt bad about that. You felt bad about the Kowaki and monkey lizard? Being roasted on an open fire. Kowakians right, exactly. roasting Go ahead. on yeah. an open fire. Go ahead, salacious, nipping at your nose. He'll never laugh. There's not at really my a situation. I'm going to say this. Again. Here's it another thing. There's not really a door that he goes through to get down there. He walks through a curtain and ends up going down there. And so, yeah, okay. So there's like a there's both that called looking a dude. That is correct. A culvert. Covert. Are, like it's a, okay, they have helmets, but they don't cover their faces. Oh, the kids aren't faces aren't covered. Well, you can't tell. You only I see thought it from they were. The you back. only see it from the back. I just right. assumed it's a child-sized helmet. Hmm. It may be. And what we learn later, I've never taken off my helmet in front of anybody since I since I put on. But put I assumed on. he got that at a certain age. I I because I had seen that, and I remembered the kids running with the helmets. I was mm-hmm. like, this starts early. I didn't notice the kids until just okay. now. Okay, well, see, that's notice. why it was in my head like wow. that. So I think that this has been going on a long time. Well, I'm sure you have to start early to indoctrinate someone into that culture. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So so he's he understands a very disciplined culture. He understands when, when uh, one of the adults says something, you do it. And so he, um, because that's all he's known, right. he assumes you stay here. I mean, he's not exactly a child. I was going to say, fifty years old. It's a fifty-year-old human uh, human being. It's a fifty-year-old creature. Yoda being, yeah. And so I, I sometimes wonder if you and that. Well, that goes to what we don't know about this child. We don't know who he's been with, you know, where he's been, what his what his experiences have been. So we right. don't know if he has any language skills necessarily. No, we we. I assume he doesn't. Well, I think we this all assume he doesn't because he doesn't speak. Point. But he does but he have he does have understanding. That's the thing, and that's as you as time goes on, you realize. And so there are some things he's doing just because I want to do this. I'm being willful. So he is childish. He is childish, but so. But he has a huge amount of knowledge for a childish right. personality. Well, and so, but that's where you then come to Yoda, the aging, and well, I just say you come to the person of Yoda. Sure. And you look at him not in Empire, but look at him in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. He he was so good with those kids. You know, lost a planet, Master Obi-Wan has. Sure. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. Yeah, in attack in uh in the Clone Wars in the ambush episode. Like he's jumping around, laughing, you know, doing his little thing. Like there's a not a childish is probably the wrong word. Uh well, I mean, he never loses the inner child. Right. And I mean, Empire. You can you can go straight oh. there. Mine, mine, mine. <laughs> or, you know. no, but well, I was trying to stay away from that because he was intentionally putting on was to, he to irritate Luke? Maybe he was intentionally turning it up a notch. But go to but it's his inner Yoda. But go to Jedi, 
when 900 years old you reach look as good you will not and yeah. he, <laughs> you know well it's 50, sad but he's laughing at 50 i'm still a child mm-hmm. you know that's like one fifth of your life right yeah no almost i mean round up to a thousand sure one twentieth of your life to yeah okay I don't know. I don't do percentages. I don't do them. Sorry. Half of you, if you're going to live to be 100, that'd be half. If you're going to live to be okay, so, 200, so 50, that'd be a quarter 50, of your life. 50 to 900 would be like 5 to 90. Right. That's a valid argument. Yeah. But at the same time, but it's still, okay, but here's the thing. Because some people said if he's, if he's still like that at 50, he's then he's not going to be really that aged at 900. But yeah, yeah, I could see that. If, if this is like a five-year-old who doesn't speak yet. Mm-hmm. But here's this is my thing that old. that's my problem. Nine hundred is just because you physically develop differently or slowly, you know, doesn't mean that you mentally and emotionally do. And so that's where I think this this being has been hidden away for obviously been hidden away for most of those fifty years, sure, but, but hidden away to an extreme sense. Oh, okay. You know, so 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 it, that hinders his development, right? Sure, I, I buy that, and uh, and and so, um, I, I just, but even being hindered, you know, he's he's picked up a lot. Oh, yeah. he knows that he's force sensitive, right? He yes. knows he, he knows can do that things. because in, when the Mandalorian's cut, we he's know, reaching, he's to, reaching to go do it, you know. But they did that. Second episode? That's in the second episode. But they do that in such a way to make it seem like he's just going to kind of touch him on the arm or something, you know, just to say hey did, or to get his attention. Did you think that? No, I, I, didn't think I, it I for thought a he second. was going to try to use the force. Absolutely, but I also think that they try to do it in such a way to kind of cover up for that, you know, or just be kind of a throwaway moment because he puts him back in the crib twice. Yes, and so, but then when he holds that mud horn back, oh and yeah, is levitating it. it. Obviously, you obviously that's it. But at the same time, the whole concept of he knew he could do it is what comes into play. The kid knows he's got the force. The kid knows he's using the force. Yes. Uh, later he uses it to choke out Cara Dune, you know, and so he obviously, what he needs is a teacher. You need a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a teacher. That's what Kylo Ren said. That's Kylo Ren. Um, and so he needs a teacher. He needs to be trained. I need a teacher. In the ways that, that's what Ray said. That's true. In the ways of the force, but he, he knows he can But he knows it. he can do something. Mm-hmm. So who's going to teach him? Well, that's what's interesting what is... What is the fate of a Ahsoka? <laughs> oh, what is that from? Oh, it's a, it's a song, man. High Adventure. Great song. I thought it was just the fate of Ahsoka. It's the opening lines. Oh, There's a little okay. introductory section. Yeah. Um, so, it, but what they tell us when, when they get to the end... It's it's interesting to me that five years after Return of the Jedi, the Jedi to the common person outside of the war, they're a race of wizards. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's not it's not a sect. It's, it's not a right. They they are just people who 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 happen who to be wizards. Have this power. Yeah, and they're all they're they're a race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Mandalorians to an outside viewpoint. Right. They're a race. It'll be a race. And while well, now we know they're not right, but if you were in the in, if you if were you're on the outside of a group, you think that because they have this trait, 
the same that's different from everybody else they're all connected but what i'm saying is is then back in the day in the jedi you know you get in the clone wars you get in the old republic and it's pretty well known a jedi is someone who's trained this way they right you know they're different species and that sort oh, of thing. oh yeah yeah but within within what 35 years a generation a generation of being destroyed well they're a race of wizards mm-hmm. you know i don't know where they're at anymore but you can go find them and so this becomes his mission by the end of this season right is right. to go find jedi yeah, you're 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 big daddy until you you deliver this right. this child to his own kind of people. So, are we going to see? Okay, what are, what are we going to see now? When this when this whole thing started, I thought it was going to be a quest for Beskar Gam. I thought we're going to watch him gradually get his armor right over yeah. this whole thing. Sure, and then boom, shows up the asset at the first episode. I'm like. <laughs> Well, this ain't going to be what I thought it was going to be about. <laughs> oh, that, this is going to be totally different. Yeah, I was expecting Trandoshans, Rodians. I yeah. was expecting Huts to show up. Uh, yeah. I was expecting just a lot of, like, I was expecting to really, I honestly was expecting not to care too much about this show. This is how to subvert ed- expectations. In a good way. And keep it Star Wars. Yeah, because, like, it's under it's all about the underworld. It's all about the underworld. So I was expecting to be like, all right, I'll watch it, you know, because Dave Filoni's involved. It, He'll make it good. Uh, you could have not... If you would have told me, going in, with all we had were like the little trailers that we had or whatever, well, there's going to be a, a child of Yoda species that's going to be involved in this thing. I would have said, You're, this is rumor, lies. There's no way this Star is. Shadow said that a long time ago. Who? That guy who, who knows everything about Star Wars long before it happens. Isn't it Star Shadow? Wasn't that his, that his nickname? You haven't heard of this guy? No. Oh, he, he always reveals things years ahead of time of what's going to happen in Star Wars. It's never been right once. Never once. Oh, okay. But he got this one right. He got this one right. Yeah, he had it all la- laid out. I'm making it up. Okay. I'm I was, just messing I was with like, you. what are you talking no, about no, no, right no, no. now? I'm just saying that had you told me that, even even back when the trailers were, I would have said Super Shadow. This is a lie. That's his name. This is a lie. Yeah. That's what I oh, would yeah, say. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a lie. No, 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 no. You know? There's never going to be another Yoda. Right. We're never going to see that again. We we saw it once. Yeah. With Yaddle. But that's also our, happen again. That's also our George Lucas era mindset because Yoda was always off, off limits. Off limits. But you know what we were told early on, and I don't know if this was before or after. I think it was before we saw this that. Somewhere along the line, it was leaked that George has named Yoda's species. Yeah, I have heard that. I think it was before we saw the first episode, which should have tipped us off that there's going to be something Yoda in this. Yeah. But, alas, I'm not that smart. I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be yammering while you're doing this so that we don't have dead air. What is the guy's name? Super Shadow? Super Shadow, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an internet sensation now. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is from Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, now, Arish makes a very good point. What's that? Uh, the Mandalorians would be, you know, in the outer rim, uh, where people aren't as uh, educated true. in what's going on in the rest of the the universe mm-hmm. or the galaxy, and so they're more likely to buy into myth and legend, and especially a culture like theirs that is focused on myth and legend mm-hmm. i mean you've got the mythosaur <laughs> is their like champion creature here their totem um star wars comics reported on youtube that george lucas reveals babies baby yoda species to dave filoni yeah but um I, I, that's not the way it was written 
because it wasn't the, written up the first time that I saw that it said baby Yoda. It just said Yoda species. Right. Um, on the for reasons unknown, George Lucas maintained a strict policy. This is from the Wikipedia on keeping the history, name, origin, and whereabouts of species unknown. When asked what species Yoda is, George Lucas is only joke. He's a frog. He's a frog. Yeah, that was um, a long time ago. In the in the documentary Puppets of Pixels, he joked that Yoda is the illegitimate child of Kermit. Here's the illegitimate child of Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Uh, prior to the creation of Yaddle, that makes Lucas, a lot of sense. Lucasfilm act, actively discouraged licensees from exploring Yoda's species. Now, do you did you read the courtship of Princess Leia? I. That's the introduction we get to Dathomir and everything right. in that one. Mm-hmm. Luke finds a hollow recording of Yoda reporting to other Yodas, reporting to other members that. of his species wow. about Dathomir. 20 years or so sure. yeah I, I, I remember luke dies on dathomir mm-hmm. uh yoda's homeworld is listed as dagobah of course uh but newer material states he was not there santa claus appears to be a member of yoda's species as shown in star wars adventures journal number eight okay um some had called yoda's species a tridactyl because of the three fingers yes, on each I've, hand right yeah uh many have speculated he's he's a will from the Journal He's of not the Wheels. Aware. I don't think so either. Uh, George Lucas denied that, though. Wheels are microscopic though. creatures. Um, a misconception. Yoda's a wheel from the planet Grinteric, originally originated on the fan fiction site run by... Super Shadow. Super Shadow. Actually, um, Wheels is not a group. Mm-hmm. Wheels is one. And it's a it's a misreading of, or, or, or miswriting of the word Wheels. And it's talking about RTD2. It's RTD2's journal of everything that's gone on. That's what gets found out. That is ridiculous. They're guardian of the wheels in Rogue One. Well, it was good until Rogue One. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Wikipedia doesn't have anything about the information that Lucas has... That's always been my belief about the wheels. ...has updated everyone. Anyone else in the chat have anything to say about that situation? Anybody no. want to back my fan theory no. instead of slamming it like Steve no. just did? I'm sorry. That was rude. That was rude. I'm not your friend. Star anymore. Wars reports Mando show speculated that Yoda's species... Well, we're not getting into speculation. Wheels up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Super Shadow. Here's, an, here's a fun article. Oh, if oh, I can get out of this. We're going to dive into this. It's going to be dangerous. Inside the Star Wars fake news con that tortured fans for 20 years. Super Shadow? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were saying it was something that he wrote. Yeah. Um, <sighs> in January, it's January 31st, 1997. You just walked out of Star Wars Special Edition. The unadulterated joy coursing through your veins of seeing this classic blockbuster back on the big screen has completely compromised all capacity for critical thought. The Force is with you yet again. It's with everyone. And this euphoric moment is but a prelude to the not-so-far-away glory of a brand new chapter set to arrive in 1999. It is the greatest time in history to be a Star Wars fan. Even better, this is the future, and you are one of the 70 million people on the planet privileged with access to the World Wide Web. So you get that dial-up modem crooning in the key of 28.8k bits per second, and within minutes are scouring the net for every existing scrap of Star Wars Episode One news. Hyperspace to four in the morning. You've been hunting down details for, for hours. And you've gone... Pick on, pick on, pick on! Uh, <laughs> you've gleaned from the internet prominent rumor aggregators, the web, the web 1.0 successors to Starlog, Fantastic Films, Cinefantastique, and other 1980s fan mags. Oh, yeah. Has only left you starved for more. 
That's when you discover a lone, confident voice cutting through the clueless den of fanboy speculation. He claims to own a copy of the Episode One treatment. He swears he has a direct line to George Lucas, and apparently has clearance from Lucasfilms to post just about anything he pleased on his tripod-hosted website, Dark Side Prequel Rumors. This guy knows everything or nothing. His name was Super Shadow, and years later it would be painfully apparent that he knew nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Save for how to hoodwink Star Wars fans drunk on the promise of episode one. Uh, today, Super Shadow's one plus one equals anything but two microcosm is pervasive across all subjects. Okay. So, what I would like to know some of the things that he said. I, I think he, he his first job was as the... Uh... Minister of Information in Baghdad, Baghdad Bob or whatever. Nobody's coming. No one's here. It's yeah. fine. Everything is okay. Just, just tell them something the opposite of what it really is, and it'll keep people guessing until we actually have this thing out. Is his website still active? I don't know. That'd be. I mean, I've like... never even been on his website. I was just told about him. Okay. Uh, I think Geller told me. Well, it's all right. I would have liked. I'd like to know some of the things he said. That'd be fun to go back and look and see. Would be fun. Uh, the site and the person who runs it. Okay, let's see. Nailies was a Star Wars fan who ran two fan sites. First, prequel rumors, tripod.com, then supershadow.com, on which he fabricated insider knowledge and claimed he was a close friend of George Lucas. He's George's buddy. <laughs> uh, according to who he has search on godaddy.com, the supershadow domain is owned by Mickey Subtle. Despite the valid domain, domain name, supershadow.com has since gone offline. Um, when it was online, super, he would post... Uh, who knows? I don't know how I derailed you. Yes, I do. I brought up some silly story about something. Her site now hosts... Okay, let's see. Um, I, Mickey Subtle... This is what was on the on one of the sites. I, Mickey Subtle, I'm extremely sorry and very much apologize for the lies I told on Supershadow.com for nearly 20 years. I'm extremely sorry and apologize to those offended. I'm very, very sorry. Super Shadow. Really? That's what it said that there was a message on the site. Wow, mm-hmm. that's great. When Lucasfilm had taken action against the site several times when it solicited money from fans under false pre- pretenses. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, so. they don't mind just if somebody's telling a bunch of stuff that's not going to be true. Right. Well, look, I think it's funny. As long as they're not taking money from you, I think it's a funny right. That's thing. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, that's that's harmless. It's like you know, if you buy this, seriously, foo foo on you, foo foo on you. Shaz Bazaar, this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. What are you doing? Um. Anyway, back to the Mandalorian situation. You don't. I mean, that's what my point is. Is they keep you invested in this child, even though we know nothing about him. And we've learned nothing outside of it can use the force, which was the first question I asked after the first episode is can is this child force sensitive? I never asked that. Oh, I did immediately. My first first thought was this child is force sensitive. I was fully convinced. Okay, well I wasn't. But no, I, I'm 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 not not challenging I'm, you. I'm I'm, I'm just sorry. like that was a foregone conclusion and I think I would have been upset if he wasn't. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have been. I would have thought it was kind of neat to have someone of that species sure. grow up. Not like I thought it would have been a good twist. Well, my, what I was really thinking more than anything was I didn't think we were going to have any force in this thing. Because <laughs> exactly. my assumption is he's exactly. force sensitive. Well, I was t- like, the, everything I expected about this is now gone. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, your your he expectations subverted my expectations. Were, were successfully subverted, and that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to having my not expectations subverted. I like having them. Subverted. I don't mind thinking I'm walking into one thing and getting a different story. Right, as long well, as it looks and feels like Star Wars. Well, I mean, I don't want to walk into an Avengers movie and get a you know get a chick flick. Well, I walked, walked into Top Gun and got one. Well, see, that's not a happy time. I didn't know it for twenty years. I. F- <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess it was you that said that, and that made me real. That opened my eyes. That's one of those things that, like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a chick flick with planes. <laughs> what have they done? What are you doing mm-hmm. to me? And it's, a, and it's the love story between Iceman you and Maverick. You never close your eyes anymore when I'm on Geek Out Loud. Well, that's because I, I got to see when the derail's coming the, up. The fact of the matter is... And this is the truth. Baby Yoda is the lost child of yogurt. Yogurt from Hardware yogurt. Wars? No. Oh, yogurt balls. from Spaceballs. Yes. Moichandizing. Moichandizing. Jedi Schwa. Yeah. Um, the origin of, of Baby Yoda is intriguing. It, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's set in a deeply e- in an easy area where Yoda could have had a child with the what? only other Yoda we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah I think that's It's too, not necessarily the case. I think that's too easy. But I think it could still be Yaddle's child. Could it, though? Why I not? Mean, because she's a Jedi, and they're forbidden from those types of attachments and things. So is Anakin. Know yeah. all about that. And I notice she's not on the council anymore. Well, she died, Mr. Coach Klein. Really? Did you see this on a screen somewhere? Because I didn't. I know you didn't. Never but... saw it. Never saw it. <laughs> Evan Peel. Okay, but look, yeah, uh, never okay. saw it. And the and the working of, the working of canon even then was if it doesn't contradict something that's in the movies, then it is canon. Now I know that's not the case anymore. Exactly, I know that's not the case anymore. But until we're told different, we have to assume Yaddle died. W- was it in one of the novelizations? Yes, it was in a comic or something. No, no, no. That's only true for the novelizations. Everything else is out for canon. This is don't hurt my head. Look, as Yaddle's dead. Shock T's not. She shows up in a game after... She showed up in The Force Unleashed. After Revenge of the Sith. Right. But that's because, actually, well, yeah. You know, she was killed in the deleted scenes of Revenge of the Sith. That's the point. I understand. So she's still alive. But those are deleted scenes, They're so gone. it doesn't make the movie. They're not. So that's fine that she shows them, but that video game, none of that's canon anymore. The, the game's not canon? No. What? Of course you know it's not. It was never canon. No, of course not. It was a Force Unleashed. It was too. It was over the top of that. Well, I say it's over the top until we see Ray out there on the desert holding that one ship back. I have from an expert that Yaddle died in a Dooku novel. It is now considered to be legends. It was, yeah, of course it's legends. I did. I, I knew it wasn't in any of the new stuff. Oh, I know. I'm just saying what novel it was in. It was a Dooku novel. Who said that? Dark Rendezvous. The expert. Who's, the, Who's expert? the expert of Star Wars books? Oh, Erish was there? Erish. <laughs> no, Erish, I remember Dark Rendezvous. Yaddle did not die in Dark Rendezvous. Well, it's definitely a Dooku novel. That's my guess. All right, fine. Here we go. No, let's not go there. No, nope, I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> this was the question I was I asking. Know. I was asking people this question at Star Wars Celebration 3 in Indiana, and only one person could answer. So, what happened to Yaddle? The female Yoda. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Yaddle sacrificed herself on a mission alongside Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and Apprentice Anakin Skywalker. They were attempting to end a cycle of violence on the lawless world of Mawan, but were unable to prevent the release of a potent bioweapon. Yaddle absorbed it into herself, dying instantly. In the new Disney canon, however, Yaddle's fate is unknown. A, a potent bioweapon? Mm-hmm. What, what if they just thought she was dead because she has a super healing capacity? And she just regenerated a la Doctor Who? It. And so she's Baby Yoda? Could she have become Baby Yoda or Mr. Peanut is reborn? She's, I mean, we've got all kinds of things said, happening like this. She's said to have retired shortly after the Battle of Naboo, but has never been seen again. She retired to take um, care of her child. Let's see. She was brought to uh, doing the square job. Master uh, Panama. Um, how, how do you know that Yoda species can't just, you know, just have children reproduce? on their own? That's yeah. true. You're right. I so, don't know. I don't know that. We, we don't know we, we anything. We just don't know. We don't know anything. We about don't them. know anything about that. Um, but so that's right. But someone told me it was in a comic. Um, and, and I'm looking at the comic, right? I'm looking at panels from the comic right now yeah 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 so it was in a comic the dark rendezvous was an awesome novel that's the I one remember dark rendezvous. that it was a paperback and it's where dooku actually sends a message to yoda to come meet with him and i guess the idea is yoda's going for the hope that they're going to barter for peace and it's oh, so and, he's already with the separatists by this oh time. yeah yeah this okay. is this is a clone Secret wars this is a clone wars rendezvous. yeah it's yeah. a clone wars era novel all right and so Yoda, it, it's very Yoda-centric. And, and they're like, Yoda has flashbacks of training. You know, you get to see flashbacks of Yoda training Dooku nice, yeah. and, and stuff they talk. And there's this great scene when Yoda does show up, and he tells Obi-Wan and Anakin what he's doing. And they're like, you know it's a trap. And he's like, yeah, I know it's a trap, but I've got to go just for the, you know, for, the, for the hope that we have. We can't lose hope in this war. And so he goes and he confronts Dooku, and Dooku tries to turn him to the dark side. Oh, so this is after Attack of the Clones. Yes. During the Clone Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the Clone Wars. Okay. Mm -hmm. They have a rematch. Right. And well, not yet they don't. Oh. They have a talk. And Ye and Dooku tries to get Yoda to turn the dark side. And what Yoda does is he says he says, You're telling me all about this power of the dark side. I'm not going to do Yoda speak. He says, Good. You're telling me all about the power of the dark side and all the things it can do. I want the dark side to make me a rose. A flower. Nice. And Dooku's like, that's not how it works, Master Yoda. That's not how the dark side works. And uh, and Yoda's like, the dark side's not about life. The force is life. And you're not you're not giving what? you're not in and, and so he's like, so give me a rose, make me a rose, and I'll be your apprentice. And 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 the and the novel describes a darkness that falls over Yoda and it's terrifying. And Dooku gets to see the visage of what Yoda would be. Were he on the dark side, as Yoda says, I want my rose. And Dooku knew fear. Oh, that is And so, yeah. And so then, you know, like, it's this amazing moment of wisdom that Yoda is showing. It's very much a Gandalf moment with Bilbo. You know, don't, I'm here. And then Yoda softens again, you know, like, why don't you come back? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I, I had hopes that we could have peace and that you would come back to the light. And then the fight ensues and they get away and, you know. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, it was a it's a it's a pretty now, cool I'd little like book. I'd like to see that. Yeah. It's dark. Yeah, I, I had it here. I just actually sold it to McKay's. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. 
So tell me again about our Star Wars expert that's in the chat, our novel expert. Um, it, now it is uh, Jedi Quest Shadow Trap. Thank is you. Is where he believes it is. All right, yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. I, so, I think he tuned out from us while he was going yeah. and seeking this, and yeah. he comes up with with the answer. So right, that's so. fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Wasn't there a guy at Endor with a wrinkly face like a prune? Or yeah, Marco. He was just, yeah, prune face. He was just around for a while. Yeah, prune face. Yeah. Yeah. Old prune face with the, pi- with the, with the pirate patch. He had a patch over his eye. You know, that one of the prune faces had a patch, another one didn't. Yeah, the vintage didn't have a patch, did he? I don't think so. But they're, they're both in the movie. There are, are two different ones. Yeah, yeah. Was one before the battle and one after the battle? Ooh, good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not sure. All right. So welcome this to the Star Wars Geek Out Loud. Prune this is the Star Wars Geek Out Loud. We we totally did not. Uh, and without patch. We totally didn't go all deep in on the Mandalorian, but we, we did go extensive on the Mandalorian. All right. I'm looking at the vintage. The vintage Prune Face did have a patch. The vintage one did. Maybe maybe it's a uh, another one that didn't. I don't know that I've ever seen a Prune I've face seen one without a patch. A patch. All right. Let's uh, do this. Maybe not a figure. Maybe it's just Power in the of movie. The Force prune face. I mean, we don't really get a good shot of prune face in the movie. No, they're both in passing. One is on home one, mm-hmm. and there is one shot of him on Endor. There's a shot of him from a, a side slash back shot as Han and Lu- and Han and Lando are talking. Oh, that's home one. Yeah. Never mind. Um. Pruneface might be the single most obscure background alien Kenner produced for Return of the Jedi line. In fact, he was so vague for years, collectors of all ages weren't sure if he was part of Jabba's Palace or part of the Rebel Alliance. I oh, did I always never think, had a doubt. Really? I always yeah. thought Jabba's Palace. Oh, really? Yeah. He, but he had on, like, camouflage pants. That didn't mean anything to me mm. as a kid. I'm trying to find a, a shot of him in, uh, in Return of the Jedi. Let's go to images. Nope. Nope. Uh, Nope, there's Jack face. All right, there's. Prune I see. A, I see. A, you know, shot for reference, mm-hmm. but not actually in the. Oh, there's one of him on home one. Mm-hmm. But there's one here in the conference. There's one somewhere where he doesn't have one. There it is on home one. I found another one. Okay, one without the patch, and this one's sitting in front of Prune face with the. Uh, all right, I see one without the patch, and he is there in the in the conference room, right? Uh, as they're getting the plans and what, everything. What's your picture? It's right here. I can't. Let me move it over to the other screen for you. Right there. Okay, Pro- you can't see just before, just behind uh, his left shoulder is the other one. You can't see it on that shot, but I've got a different shot that's okay. showing that. Really? Yeah. Oh, so there's two of them. There are two of them. There's two prune fi? Yes. Oh, look, I see three. Okay, there's so three. So it's a whole group, huh? Where the one with the patch is like two people over to his right in this shot. See? There's lots. Yeah. Well, of course, it's a whole alien race. I, I like it when there's more than one. Yeah. That adds some validity to it. It's not like old yak face. Look at all of them. There's a whole group of them. Yeah. Well, why didn't Kenner give us more than one prune face, I wonder? I thought we got one without a patch at some point, but no, I guess not. I don't think not so. even, not even in through. the new era, huh? Yeah. As I'm looking, they're Dresselians. 
Is that what they're called? That's the point I'm gathering. Mm. No one told me that. So I'll take your word for it. Like, no, I'll I'm take your word somebody for else's it. word for it. Okay. Well, I'll take their word for it, I believe. Um, I can fly. I believe. <laughs> All right. Um, back to the Mandalorian. Have we got anything else on Mandalorian that we were um, How do we get off on all this stuff? Yaddle. It's all my fault. Uh, what else do we need to know Dark about uh, Mandalorian? Um, I like his character. I do like the character. Because he goes to do what's right. Um, what are they doing with Baby Yoda anyway? Uh, Why are the cloners involved? Right. It's the idea of clones. Well, why not? Well, here's no, the thing. When there you there get... is a plan okay. going on. Rogue One, we understand. The, the plan, plan is the Death Star. The plan is known to Gideon, Moff Gideon. Sure. He's absolutely. the one that wanted him the most. Oh, man. Moff Gideon. What a way to land a TIE fighter, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Now, was the troop transport in that one? Is that the, where we saw? So. I, I think that's, that's the where one. we saw the yep. troop transport for sure. Now back to the toys, right? Back to the toys, which I want to talk about that troop transport uh, that they that I, came out of the blue. Honestly, I, I, I had no nowhere idea. Nowhere got got the message on my uh, uh, emails that Entertainment Earth has this thing. I'm like, what? It said restocking. Even how can you restock something that ain't even out yet? Yeah, I had no idea. But um, I, I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, this is a winner. I think the troop transport was actually in the first episode because I I think that we've been kind of really Lucas and I had been kind of talking about it for a while there since um since it actually happened. And um, so yeah, so Moff Gideon shows up. He doesn't care who he kills, you know, because he takes oh no, out, he's taking out his he own takes troops. out the client and everything. And um, who's apparently, you know, like he takes the, like he's ready to take the Mandalorian's mask off and kill the Mandalorian. And then the call comes through and it's Gideon. He's like, I have to, excuse me, I have to take this. I mean, it's a very funny moment, but then it gets crazy immediately because. Um, so Gideon is the one they're doing all this for in the first place. It, it appears to be. That, yeah. That's, it appears I, to I, be. I'm, I wasn't really putting all this together. Yeah. I don't know why not. It appears to be Gideon's, Gideon's party the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as we because he's very the client is very apologetic and very right. deferential, deferential to Moff Gideon. Which he's gonna be anyway. Well sure. I mean it's it's a moth. Well, I assumed he was a bit of a moth himself. Like he was some level because he's just a bit off. Yeah. He's just a bit off. He's not a moth, he's an off. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Um so as as everything goes down, good night. It's, I mean, like, what a great penultimate episode, too. Like, they get pinned down in the thing, and then... Oh, yeah. ...leaves you on a cliffhanger for the week. It's the first cliffhanger we really had in the show. Baby Yoda wasn't a cliffhanger? As far as, as our... Danger. Right. Danger That's for our a hero. That's cliffhanger. Yeah, okay, I got Baby you. Yoda is, oh, wow, this is going to bring me yeah. back to find out more. Sure. But but this is but like that's why he's called Cliffhanger. <laughs> Can't hang on. I don't know that much longer. I don't know that. I think it was. Oh, it might have been on the Great Space Coaster or Reading Rainbow or something like that. It was a little short. You know? Yeah, there it is. It was in that episode, the troop transport, and the side doors open up and they come running out, 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That it's it's yeah. it's at that scene. Yeah, it is because they 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 flip open like yeah. that. I remember that now. Yep. Yeah. And they come back up the Death Troopers. Love it. Which Death Trooper? How about Death Troopers being around? I'm I'm good with that. Oh, death I, Troopers are connected to moths. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm not against it at all. I, I I'm just love saying it was it was like it was a revelation to see these era. guys. It was yes. great to see these guys. And um and of course then you've got the weird, you know the the whole next episode opens up with the biker scouts and everything, punching Baby Yoda in the face. Man, not happy. <laughs> Nobody was. <laughs> Nobody was. Who? Who was was that scout trooper? Who? Jason Sudeikis. Is that the guy from Empire Records? No, that's John Cusack. No, Empire Records. Not. I was thinking High Fidelity. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, Jason Sudeikis is. Um... Yeah. Hey, let me ask you this about the the oh, yeah. Tie Fighter landing the way it does. It, that's a that's a modified tie fighter. That's a modified right? tie okay. It cannot be normal because because you see too many tie fighters landing w- wings up in rebels. I was going to say yeah, rebels for sure. Yeah, we see that. So this is him not wanting to have to have any help getting down. Yeah. Now I like the uh, I like the stylings of a hanger where where it's being hung up by the pod, mm-hmm. like in in the new movies. Right. I love that. I I, I adopted that a long time ago mm-hmm. for. The official way Tie Fighters would be because you you can walk out to the cockpit on top of this. You see that thing. in Jedi, you know? Do we see that in Jedi mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw them suspended, but we really yeah. didn't see exactly how it was. Oh yeah, well you know, that's yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, you do see the Tie Fighters up above right. in the hangar. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right, absolutely. Wow, I was never doubting you're right. I love Gideon's look. He's got that body armor on, like General Veers has. Like General Veers. Yeah, it's only it's black. Moff Gideon. You know, um, another thing Dave does is name characters well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Gideon. Well, Ezra. Yeah, but I kind of figured out Ezra. Ezra yeah. is uh, a restorer. Mm-hmm. He's bringing things back to okay. where they need to be. Um, Gideon, a hero, uh, champion against incredible odds. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who makes a terrible mistake in making an ephod <laughs> that, will, <laughs> that will ruin, ruin <laughs> generations after him. Um, but Gideon, I mean, Gideon's a good guy. Right. Right. But it's a little odd, but I bet my thing is, I don't think it's a biblical reference. A lot of the times they are, though. Sometimes. I think this is a science fiction reference. Oh. Mm-hmm. What, what's the science fiction reference? Um, there has been a Gideon... Something I should know. Um, the Gideon Experiment? Is it... Uh, I don't remember. Is there Star Trek? Is there someone in Star Trek named Gideon? The Mark of Gideon? When Captain Kirk attempts to transport down onto the planet Gideon. Okay. He fails to materialize and finds himself alone in the desert. No, that's not right. Is there? There is. A, I know that there's a Gideon in another science fiction property, and I remember him not being the uh, the most. Um, let's see, Gideon the ninth, Gideon the ninth. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, no, there is a there is a Gideon something. Hmm. Hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Is I feel like it's a reference to some other science fiction property of some sort. So um that's that's what I that's what I imagine it is. Um 
<laughs> Stephanie's got it. The greatest line in the whole show is, would you care for a libation to celebrate the conclusion of our shared narrative? Nice. <laughs> nice. That is a great, that is a great line. Um, but yeah, as I recall, Gideon is uh, in, in some other, I wish I, is it in Aliens? Is there Gideon in Aliens? I think they're trying to giddy out in aliens. Yeah, it's a property like that though. It's a it's a it it it's very reminiscent of a of an aliens type science fiction property where where there is a Gideon. Okay. Okay. And he seems to be a little bit double. Are we gonna have another uh uh turncoat? Could Moff Gideon change everything? You mean is he going to be good? Is he? No. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't think so at all. I think he is. Who's the guy with the mutton chops? Callus. Callus. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Callus. He's Callus. Yeah, but Callus had a certain honor about him. But he's Callus. He doesn't care. Yeah, but he had a certain. He's had a certain honor about him. He does. I mean, it worked out. Yeah, Gideon did not have an honor about him at all. Legends of Tomorrow is the ship. I love. Okay, it is the ship, and the- thank you. Um, what was the, what was the, he was, okay, in the original Mission Impossible movie with Tom Cruise, he was Job, right? Or was he looking for Job? In what? Mission Impossible. Never you never saw the first None Mission Impossible? None of them. Shaz Bazaar. Never. Are you serious right Not now? Not one. You're messing with me. I'm telling the absolute truth. Your homework is to watch the Mission Impossible oh, man, movies. You're the second person to jump on me about this this month. Really? Well, no, the other it was January when other people. The first did. Mission Impossible really good. Yeah. The second Mission Impossible It's all right. The third Mission Impossible really good. I haven't seen Fast and Furious either. Well, I haven't either. Okay, I'm just just yeah. just 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 I'm just coming clean, man. I'm telling you straight up, Mission Impossible, the Mission Impossible franchise, worth your time. Worth your time. I don't have the time. Well, the time you have, it's worth. I'll watch it in like five-minute blurbs. You yeah. think I'll get the message? Yes. Okay. I sure do. All right. I sure do. It is It is action sequence after action sequence. But anyhow, there's someone there. Someone help me out in the chat so I don't have to go Google again because I've been doing too much Googling in this episode. Um Shouldn't be listening. I haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. It comes here in the UK next month. I've seen Mission Impossible. Thank you, Garen. I'm sorry to to be doing this. Um, is there any... Yes, Gideon is the ship's computer in Legends of Mar. Gideon is That's also the computer from, from in The Flash. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I've heard it. Yeah, that's me too. That's what it was. I got it. I mean, also the Bible, of course. Well, I mean, that's what I was going on. Okay, so does anyone remember who Job was in the Mission Impossible movies? Was Job was he Job was the lawnmower man. Was he Job or was she Job? Did did Job become a computer? No. Well then Job was not the lawnmower man. Right. Have you seen that movie? No. Well dude, come on, see? How'd you miss um, that? That was like mid eighties. Okay, Max is the arms dealer. All right. And Job was his call name. That was the guy there. It's a whole thing, man. I'm telling okay. you, it is spy stuff. It's James extraordinary. Bond. It really America. is. Only a little more is a little more intrigue in the first Mission Impossible. Yeah. The second Mission Impossible was John Woo directed, and so it's very much more action oriented. Yeah. I got you. The third Mission Impossible, JJ. Really? JJ Abrams. 
Philip Seymour Hoffman so very is the bad mysterious guy. And, and weird and there is there is an unresolved MacGuffin for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it okay. is it, but Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the best bad guys you've ever seen in your life. And there was a Gideon reference. No. That's what Mark Hamill says. In in Mission Impossible Three? Well, I don't know. He's like delayed, so he might be talking about something else. Mark, wait, never mind. She was Job. She was Max. He was looking for Job. There was a Gideon reference. Okay, you're right. In the first Mission Impossible. Anyways, Mission Impossible 4. And so Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, they don't really seem to roll one into the other. Okay. And then Mission Impossible 3 really seems to be like a whole new thing. Okay. But it's not. But it's not. And mission, and then Mission Impossible from 3 into 4 five, and 5 it, and 6 even all kind of begin a narrative, a, a can, kind of a six, continuous narrative. There's six of these things? There's Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible 2, Mission Impossible 3. Uh-huh. Then it's Mission Impossible Rogue... R- Rogue Squadron. Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation, that's it. Or Ghost Protocol. Oh, but I mean, Rogue Nation is one of them. It's Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, then Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. That came was, out the same year as Rogue One. Right, and then this last one, which was Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill. That's what it's called? No. No, it's, Mission Impossible for Superman. It's Mission Impossible Fallout, I think. Fall, Kryptonite Fallout. Yeah. That's, Mission Impossible that makes Henry it, Cavill. you know, an impossible mission for Superman. Gideon was okay. Thank you, Arish. Thank you. The Bible in the Hotel was a clue. Gideon. Okay. That's right, Arish. They're shooting the next two back to back and they're bringing back people from the original. So, yeah, look, I'm okay. Ta- Shaz Bazaar. Let's stop the marathon right now. I've got all five. I don't have that kind of time. You, know you got that. time to watch one. Oh, come on. Nobody wants to stop this thing. I'll tell you one thing we do need to do. What's that? Take a pause for the cause. That's right. I'm sorry, everyone. This is We are doing the marathon for uh, for Cure at CureChildhoodCancer.org, and uh, you can find out more about them over there. Of course, you can donate by going to geekoutonline.com slash cure or bighonkinshow.com slash cure. Right now, we're at 22.50 raised. 45%, folks. We can We can do this. Not quite half the way, but 45% of the we need, way we there. To crank it up some. And uh, Ela Desarn, Dylan Newhouse, Mark Ham All, uh, Roth in Wyoming, Kimberly Smith family, Deep Sea Hefe, Carrie Brown, Bert Eckert, Blessed Cheesemaker, The Lutz family, Lisa Cipher, Shane Pavlik, Jeff Fawcett, The Grants, Michael High Nip, Geeky Catholic Dad, Justin P. Wiseman, Christine in California, Brian, just Brian. Richard Sloan, Jimmy Thomas, Wendy from the High Desert, Steve in Idaho, Anon, E, Muss, John Lowen family, Seth Howerton, and Brian Kennedy. Thank you all so much for giving and donating to this cause. We greatly appreciate you and appreciate you being a part of this. Uh, make sure that you send to me um, the, uh, the, your, your address if you've donated because we want to make sure to get out to you a geek care package uh, that'll include a Geek Out Loud sticker and um, and some other things. Now, what is this? Oh, I just got sent the Colin Trevorrow version of Duel of the Fates, the episode nine script from our boy. Really? Yeah. I assume you've already, and this is what he says. I su- assuming some of you guys already have this. I don't have this at all. I've I don't looked, have this. I've not looked into it at all. Have you looked into it at all? I've heard into it. Mm-hmm. I have not looked I've into it. I've heard about it. The Iron Grip of the First Order. This is the crawl. What is it? From which of our boys? Scott Rifle. Oh, that boy. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, I'll read this later. Jimmy and Jason were talking about it some. Were they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll read into it later. So, all right. So, that being said, where were we at? We were talking Mandalorian. The child. Nothing the child. we know about him. Mandalorian culture. Really cool stuff. Mystery is, is kind of what draws us in there with all that stuff. Um, Gideon. Moff Gideon. I think one of the big things about Gideon and, and really kind of the cliffhanger for the show for many of us is that Darksaber. How did he get the Darksaber? It's not that Darksaber. It's I, the Darksaber. I understand that. No, I'm, I'm clarifying for other people. There's, it's not like there's going to be more than one. This is Sabine's... <gasps> Whoa. You think Can it's we a... see Gideon in the Clone Wars? Is there a possibility? No, 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 because it's in Rebels. Sabine has it in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Never mind. That won't work. So it's got to be post-Rebels. Right. Yeah. But well, Bo has it at the end of Rebels, right? I think that's the case. I think Bo-Katan has it at the end of okay. Rebels. So there's going to be another battle with Mandalorians, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the significance of him having... Oh, there's more to this. He's a Mandalorian. No. He yes. is. He was. He was Imperial He's, ISB. He can never put it on again. No. Uh. -uh. He was. He's. No. They. They give you his backstory as a child. Moff. No. Moff Gideon was not a Mandalorian as a child. Never. I don't think so. They give you his backstory. I mean, he was with the Imperial. The the Imperial. Who gives us this backstory? In the show, it tells us about his childhood. No, but it tells us where he comes from and how he was on Mandalore. He was assigned to Mandalore. Oh, he by was the assigned Empire. to it. I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I've just forgotten this. Yeah. Like I said, I, I wasn't prepared for a deep dive. I'm sorry. And so, I'm, I'm sorry, Shaz. I, well, we could have talked about fault. anything else. No, but pick we have another to talk toy. About this. No, no, pick another toy. No, we pick were asked toy. to talk about no, the Mandalorian. Pick another toy. Pick another toy. I'm not picking any more. You're going to pick another I'm toy. I'm going to fight you with this. You're going. <laughs> I'm looking for a toy in a panic. It's supposed to be. Disney Vault Talk by now, I think. Is it? I thought we were that was four. I don't know. I don't know the schedule. I could be wrong. I I'm think not checking four. the schedule. Four I told Eastern. everyone else to ignore the schedule at this point anyway. Thank you. <laughs> it was four Eastern was Disney Vault Talk. Okay, well maybe it is. We're on we're on schedule. Do you see a toy that oh, you No, I want to ask you about toys. Okay. I want to ask you about toys. Um two questions. Mm -hmm. First, the ultimate playset. Ooh. Ever in the history of man? In the history of Star Wars. In the Star Wars playset. Wow. Um Okay, do you count now I have three questions. I want I want a Star Wars and I want to want to hit ever. Okay, do you count the Millennium Falcon as a playset or a vehicle? The BMF? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, so we're not just doing vintage. No. Uh uh. Okay. Oh yeah. So yeah, the big Millennium Falcon, do you count that as a as a playset or you can't fly the thing. That's true. The old Millennium Falcon, you can pull out that thing, and right. even a kid, yeah, two you second can, grader, can, can sure. fly that. Yeah, that's how I did you it. You ain't flying the big Millennium Falcon. There's yeah. no way. It's um, a playset. For Star Wars, I'm going to say it's a tie between the big Millennium Falcon and the vintage Death Star playset. I, I agree. I love the Death Star playset. I agree. There is so much imagination you can have with the Death Star playset. But understand that that other playset that's sitting right there next to it, the the Ewok oh, village, it, it I lived love. a lot more. I love because it. I took that thing outside. Yeah, yeah. I didn't take the Death. Well, number one, when I was a kid, I didn't have the Death Star. 
I, had, I, I bought that I off had, of a friend. I didn't have the desk job until I was like 10. I was in high school before and, I bought it. And off I finally of a got it as a hand me down. Who was about to throw it out, dude? Seriously? No, no, no. It was. It You're was, about to throw out your desk star and you make me pay for oh, it. Oh, he was going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no one's. Gonna... But the, the Ewok village, I really dug that each tree kind of had its own little gimmick to it. Yes. You know, one was like just a standard hut, one was like a secret pa- passageway down out the bottom. Right. The other had the uh, elevator on it, you know. Right. And then there was the one that you had the boulder swinging, you had the net, the net underneath mm-hmm. that you could catch people with, the the roasting spit and everything on the fire. I just really dug that place set as a it, kid. It's got a lot going on. Um, and and but the the Death Star with the elevator moving up and down, the the trash compactor. It was the one third bridge. of Star Wars in yeah, one place. Set. That's true. Yeah, you know exactly. You could do everything with yes. this. And so, and then if you had the the Star Destroyer Did to not. kind of pair off with Oh, it. boy, that's a you great know, combo. It, it's a great little combo to have, yeah. you know. Um, but then when you get to modern era and you get to that big Millennium Falcon. Just amazing. Uh, the lights, the sounds, the compartments, the the different. The, the detail. The detail. I mean, there, you yeah. can put Luke from Bespin mm-hmm. in the medical in bay. In the medical bay, right. Uh, you you can take that Luke toy that has the hand cut off, you know, from which the, is from the, the at, first right thing after I the attack of the clones line, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and put him in there, and and because he even came with the attachment that looks like what he has, right, you know, so you can and do that. Does it plug into the wall in that thing? I don't know. Does it? It may. I'm not sure. That'd be a weird. That that oh, is, it's not a coincidence. It's not, but that's a from the time of the production of that. To the time that that Luke was made, is yeah. there's a lot of years. At, oh, that yeah, Luke was made are. a lot of years before that big Millennium Falcon, so that's an interesting. I'm not thing sure to if, put in there. if I saw that it was there, though. but it's such a small. All it needs is a hole. That's true. It could just be something that's randomly there. that would be there for people Whatever. who have one. Yeah, you know. But it, yeah. But I mean, that thing you get up to the cockpit and you can fit everyone that's supposed to be in the cockpit it's in a there. Four man cockpit. You you've got you can do you can have on one side you can have Luke in the medical thing and then on the other side. Have farm boy Luke training with the, yep. you know, with the with the training ball. You've got the, you know, you don't have a gunner station for him to get in, a la the original um, right. Lightning Falcon. But you know, you've got the Jarek table that lights up. You've got mm-hmm. all these other great little things that go along with it, and it's just huge and it's big and it's great, you know. And and like I say, the sounds really add to that play value. Absolutely. The light, the landing ramp, you know, the docking ramp is is the thing to me you know that thing you push the button and the sound lower slowly it. yeah it, and, and the, the lights. lights you know shining down on the ground mm-hmm. it's just it's a really cool play set as far as play sets go so absolutely now now what, what would you call for uh all time all time mm. now see and it's one i never had so i don't know if i'm really you kind of you almost from my era you're beholden to say the uss flag the coffee oh, table, the, 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 just yeah. because of the size of it. And right. Erish could speak to that better than I could. And I, very good episode, uh, that G.I. Joe episode. Oh, thank you. Air, I, it was fun to watch Erish unload, oh, yeah. unleash on the on Jedi, on uh, G.I. Joe because he loved it so much. But I would say, I feel, I feel like as a child of the 80s, you're beholden to claim that as the best play set of all time, of any of any era of anything certainly amazing but you and know i had plans for it there were there i did i didn't i mean it was never on my radar to even get because i just knew it would be impossible well, to have that thing know? would need a total paint job and so because <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be the hanger for everything i got mm, you know that was the thing right this is gonna be you know like the rebel 
right. la- launching yeah, ship. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, for me, my ultimate playset of all time was the one that I would make when I would combine forces of, you know, I would turn Transformers into like the ones that had gimmicks, like Optimus Prime's trailer when mm-hmm. you had Power Master Optimus Prime mm-hmm. was a great little base. And you put that side alongside some G.I. Joe, you know, battle platform or the Checkpoint Alpha or whatever. I always use Checkpoint Alpha know, and the battle platform yeah, together. They and, work so well together. You know, and and then right behind them is the Ewok Village because that's what they're all fortifying is this Ewok village that has the battle wagon parked right next to it to be used as a detachable piece of the playset. And that's what I would do. Then the Death Star, you get over there with, you know, all your other villain playsets you have or whatever. And that's, you know, that's how I would play is just everyone was working together. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's so, great. Um, and that was, that was kind of, to me, that's the ultimate playset. That's it's the, the one that I put set. together. Okay. So then what would be the ultimate playset if, 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 if Hasbro decides to come back with playsets, which they've kind of tried lately mm-hmm. and didn't have a whole lot of success. And then they've tried something new with this, with this Jabba's palace thing. I mean, you don't have it. I don't have it, but the sail barge, that's the sail barge was like, it, it, had I been, had I still been living in Hazelhurst when that thing That's came out, a, a well done place. I would, I would have jumped on that. Absolutely, I would have had the money and and everything I needed to um, be able to pay for it, make payments as you know you had set up there because it was yeah. like five hundred bucks. I think. right, I could have done it. Had, living up here with no room, no place to put it. Sure, at the time, even there was no way I could do it. I couldn't afford sure. it. Uh, it. There was just not in 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 the, my realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I've seen, it looks amazing. Like it I does. can't, I, I, the, everything that I've seen online of people having it and everything, it, it's just, it is one of the more amazing things that Hasbro has done since the USS flag. Yeah. You know, I mean like really yeah. it's in that vein of oh, place. Oh sure set. it is. Absolutely. Um, what's not going to make an ultimate place set list are these cardboard things. Right. You know, like the Kessel, the like, you know, I mean that's, did they learn nothing from Kenner? You know, I mean. Now, granted, there's a Cloud City cardboard playset today that is going for fifteen hundred. Was that Kenner or Palatoy? That was Kenner. That was Kenner. That, that was sold in was, the United it States. It was a Sears exclusive. Oh, okay, I okay. had it as a kid. Really? Well, you got another cool one somewhere around here. The, there it is. That cantina, cantina one. That's the yeah. Sears version, isn't it? I don't know. I don't remember. Is that the one that came with Blue Snag? That's one I I got as an adult. But Blue Snaggletooth came with it. I it believe. came. Did it come with that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was gonna say there, it might be the other one that it came with. Because the one that's inside the cantina is a little different than the other one. There are two. They okay. have a different different foundation, and I'm not sure which one came with with Blue Snaggletooth. Well, you know what? There's nothing. But there to... is this great. Um, that's 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 a great design. The... That is so much different from all the other Kinder things. What that is? That is a. That's just a reuse of of a Wild West toy they had. Are you serious? Yes. I was like, they put that much effort into yeah. into this, and then later on didn't put as much. So that's that's a that's a retool. Yeah, the Sears well, exclusive Cantina set was just a cardboard set, just like the. That's so it's just a uh, plastic. Yeah, oh. just just like a little. I say cardboard, but yeah, just a little like the like the Bespin set that they did a few. Oh, years so later. the base was was cardboard also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, I was thinking that I might have had that wrong. Yeah, and so. Um, 
but that's the that's that's the different cantina set over here. That's the one that was just in general stores. Yeah, yeah didn't come with any great. figures at all. It is a great little place. It's a great place set. And it and that is the remake of a of an old western like that's saloon place that it works that out Kenner that did. way. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with the Robin Hood Prince of Robin Thieves. Robin Hood Prince of Thieves to the indoor. On. Yeah. Uh, indoor. They did the battle wagon. They did the. In, they, they did the did, battle wagon too. I didn't know that. And they did the, uh, the the Ewok the village of yeah. Sherwood. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think you have to have something that's going to be as a playset today. Um, you you have to. Are we talking Star Wars property? I mean, because I'm thinking Star Wars property. And so, first you have to pick a movie, and 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 what's going to be the best? What's going so, to, in your opinion? What would be the best, the best movie play to do set a playset to make or remake? Sincerely, you got to go Death Star. Got to go Death. You've got to go Death Star. I agree. I don't think there's any other environment, um, or or planet or setting in any of the Star Wars movies that's going to have the playability right. of, of Look a Death Star. Look at all the opportunities with the Death Star. Yeah. And you've got a landing bay for your Imperial shuttle. Mm-hmm. You've got a throne room. Mm-hmm. You have. The, the classic garbage masher. Mm-hmm. You've got the detention area. You've got the chasm swing. I mean, you've got some of these modular play sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've got uh, uh, one of the exterior guns in the detention center right, right. here. Over yeah. here. Do you have the chasm swing, too, that came no, up? No, I never Power of the that. Force, too. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you, you combine those elements mm-hmm. into something of... A huge system, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, they, and there's been rumors for years that they were going to do. On the Death Star. It's been rumored for years they were going to do a modular, yeah, kind of playset like that, which is kind of what Kenner did with the micro collection in the eighties. Now the micro collections were great. I had the Bespin World. Yeah, I didn't have any of the other ones. Yeah, I, as an adult, I got a few. I sold them off before I got married because yeah. they were not part of my childhood collection. Um, but. They, that Hoth Ion Cannon was was cool. So yeah, cool. it was really neat. Yeah, yeah, that's what I had mostly of those was the Hoth they had World. The Wampa Cave, the Wampa Cave Hoth Ion Cannon. Uh, they had the um, back to or the uh, medical area, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And they had the the big base that would then have the the shield generator outside of it and everything yeah. that would pop off and all. That's great. Um, yeah. So, th- but the modular concept, I think. Of course, I don't know what it costs to make these things. But like with the Jabba's Palace, the problem is Jabba's Palace was a $50 toy and you're paying $50 for three walls. Right. With a gimmick that has a magnet that'll hold the Han Solo and Carbonite up on uh-huh. it. Um, it came with two figures, Riyiz and Han Solo and Carbonite. Oh, okay. On a yeah. vin- both on a vintage style card. It was retailing for 50 bucks. Okay. Vintage figures retail at 13 bucks now. Right. So that's so, the justification there. They, right. But at the same time, but but again, it's just three walls. Like, yeah. I, I just can't... I've, listen, all the craftsmen I've watched... Yeah. You know, oh, it's you like... You know how much this, this costs to make. I feel like I can make some walls out of some old wood or something, and, and, and I've learned how to paint them and do blackwashing from him. So I feel like I could figure out how to do something like that on my own. Steady crafting. You know what I mean? Keep steady crafting. Um, but... When they got that marked down to about 25, 20 or 25, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Because I'll pay that much for two figures and three walls. Sure. You know, and so two I. Two figures I, is 25 bucks anyway. So if you're going to do modular sets, I think you've got to get them down to you around a $20 price point. A reasonable price point. And right. if you're going to pack figures in with them, you've got to really promote the figures you've got packed in with them. And I don't think you need to put those on vintage cards if you do that. 
I think you put them, pack them in there in a little baggie or pack them in there in a little window like you do with the ship. I understand that, but I really do like getting vintage cards. I do too. But I also like the idea of not, because I don't like opening the vintage cards. Oh, I don't mind. I cut that bubble right off of but it. But see, I like, the, I like the cards. So how do you cut the bubble off? How much room, exactly. how much is, I understand, okay, how much, not, how much, not very much, how left. much lift off the card is there of the bubble? Not then? much. Okay. A couple millimeters, yeah. maybe three. I just feel torn about that. Well, that's okay. This is just me. I'm just I know. talking about my personal. I just preference. like the way they display. They display the great. I I just uh, I just want to play with them. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. This and actually I want has grandkids. This to guy play actually them. has some play value because there's a magnet back there that sticks on that wall. <laughs> this is the one. Yeah. And in Chaz right now, the vintage carded Han and a carbonite Han. Now he Wait. doesn't have. It's not like the. It's not like the vintage carbonite Han. The that, power of the force that version. comes out. It's it's a it's a carbonite block and Han free of the carbonite. Right. Is there a blank block that you can just have? I thought I saw that somewhere. What you probably saw was someone using the uh, either an older one or they were using the thing from the carbon the, the, the carbon power chamber of the force set. to carbon freeze. Well, that was a power of the Jedi carbon freeze. So that was the, that was the line it came with was carbon uh, was the I want. That that playset playset that was a really cool playset. That's cool. I had it for the longest time. It was one of my favorite things I had. I love the design of it. I sold it before we, I was getting married. And if I could reclaim that, that's one thing. If I could reclaim, oh, 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 you sold this after you knew me. Yeah, oh, I'm so wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have told you I wanted this long before now. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The power of the Jedi. I bought play- that from you. Bespin playset was great. Yeah. It was. It was looks great. Yeah, looks fantastic. It was I love a, the idea. It's 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 what I wanted in three and three quarter size because I had Bespin World. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It was such a great. And what that came with was this um, carbonite block looking thing. And on one side it was hard plastic. On the other side it was this mesh, so that you would end up with an imprint kind of of whatever was whatever in there. figures in there is mm-hmm. kind of overlaying. And it's so you mesh. and you okay. could actually put the figure. On a platform, lower him down, mm-hmm. throw a few switches, raise it back up, and the mesh is on it. And there's the, he's in the block. Yeah, that's you know, great. It's a it was a really fun gimmick. It, it was worked. a great little playset. Yes, yeah. cool. It was very reminiscent of stuff Kenner would do back in the day. It felt like you know, yeah. like the Dagobah playset was always great. The Dagobah the biggest, playset's great. The only problem is the melting of the foam. The foam, you know, of course, obviously that's not something they thought people would be wanting forty and, years later. It, it wasn't a problem when we were in in school playing right. with it. But you had you had the you had the stick you had the log the branch on one side that was connected to the little hook on the other where you could put Luke in there and make him do headstands right. and stuff. Uh-huh. Then you had the little slidey things where he could fight somebody. You could have him and Vader fighting right. in the cave. The of course the foam where R two could sink in yep. the rock button that would cause the crates to lift. Right or R two came with the insert for yep. under R two so right. that you could stick one of those yep. little poles up in him yeah and so it and i don't i don't to this so much fun it was great it was a great play set you know for to be so small to be that size and so so that power of the jedi or that power of the jedi bestman set really did feel like um like it was uh it it was it was something special unfortunately i think they go for a lot of money nowadays i'm sure they do um i haven't really looked for one lately that's okay guess what what's that i have a friend of mine yeah may have one Oh really? Yeah. Getting it for you? He, he it's possible. It's possible. I got to do something really nice for him. 
Maybe maybe I'll, I'll write a like a bestseller and I don't know sixty bucks sixty bucks on eBay or best offer that's not bad for that place set uh, to be almost twenty years later. No, it's not bad. When I consider when I got back into Star Wars collecting, trying to rebuild some of that stuff, what was going on twenty years later for some of the vintage stuff, you know, that's not too bad. I I really feel like Power of the Jedi was a peak for Hasbro Star Wars figures. That line, Power of the Jedi was mm-hmm. a peak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Power of the Jedi, not Power of the Jedi. Oh, Power of the Jedi. Power, power of the of Jedi, the not Power of the Force. You had Power, power of the, the Jedi. When, what was the? What were you the had Power story? of the Force two come right. out in the nineties with, right. and that was you know the He Man style <laughs> figures. Buff Star Wars. The buff Star Wars. Then you had um, Episode one. And so when the episode one line came about, you know, there was no more Power of the Force 2. It was all branded with the episode one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then between episode one and Attack of the Clones, between Phantom and Attack of the Clones, they did another rebranding, and that was Power of the Jedi. And it was back to a green card that looked kind of like the Power of the Force, except it was more of a cartoon drawing of Vader, and it had a young Obi-Wan coming at you on the card. Uh, up in the corner uh, over the Vader helmet or whatever. Hmm. And and so they had figures from across the original trilogy and the Phantom Menace. And so then their preview figures for Attack of the Clones hit in the Power of the Jedi line. Yeah. And those were Jango, Fett, a Zam Wessel, mm-hmm. a droid, and a battle droid, maybe a, a R2 unit and maybe a battle droid of some sort. And... um. Mace Windu wasn't one of those. That was Mace that Windu was, was for Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah. So, um, hmm. so as we, as you get in, I'll, you know what? Attack of the Clones. Oh, we don't have to know. I want to know preview figures. Um, a clone trooper. What? Of course, it was a clone trooper. It was a clone trooper, Django, Zam, and a little droid. Yeah, uh, our astromech droid. And so then the Attack of the Clones line hits. They're on blue cards, and that's when. They went from here's just an action figure with a couple of accessories to they have this play feature to them. You know, a lot of them would have, um, they would either be a very big mold and, and very non articulated, or they would have like swinging arm action or, yeah, you know, yeah. magnet arm action or you something had some like of those, that. You had some of those uh, deluxe figures where they would be packed in with a, a piece of a play set. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, 3PO, put it, assembling 3PO at the droid factory. Right, or just right. Those were pretty cool. But I'm saying the just the basic, R2-D2. your basic line. That some of those had features. Oh, well, some of them had the force pull. Yeah. They'd have a magnet in their hand right. for their lightsaber. Right. Yeah. And yeah, they kind of started that, and they really leaned heavy into the play features as you got into the episode three stuff. So maybe I'm wrong. But Attack of the Clones, I just remember a lot of those figures being very bulky, non-articulated, um, I think they had a swivel yeah, place sometimes yeah, that would move right, would quick, yeah. quick release kind of so, thing. So it got a little, you know, it got a little tricky in there with some of them and everything. That's pretty um, cool. And so I felt like Power of the Jedi was a peak, and it wasn't until they swung back around into some of their uh, original collection or, you know, original trilogy collection was what they called it for a little bit there. Um they they kind of they corrected the ship a little bit between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, but once Revenge of the Sith came, um, I don't know. I guess there weren't a lot of action features in Revenge of the Sith stuff. Maybe I'm maybe I'm getting my stuff. No, right. but but after that period of time, they did come up with some new f- 
play features. You had the light-up lightsabers. Um, we had those. Three of those in some of the time they're going to have a light-up uh, uh, rifle for a stormtrooper that I never saw. But that was after Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Now, they had the light-up saber sure stuff. because because Luke got them. And he didn't have any figures until Revenge huh. of the Sith. Well, they had the light-up saber gimmick with some stuff in um, in the Power of the Force lines. Really? Well, they might have just brought it back. Because, like, you had you had Vader and he had a big old hand with a mm-hmm. lightsaber coming out of it. You put him on the thing and it would light up. You had Emperor that had lightning coming out of his oh, hands. Oh, really? Would light no. up. Yeah, R2 had a base where he would... Oh, this did, these didn't need a base. They were self-contained. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't remember those. Yeah. That's weird. So, but I, I had to not collect for a while there. Like right. In 2005, exactly. 2006, 2007 year. So, yeah, it, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just saying I really always considered the power of the Jedi because they weren't over-articulated. They were always pretty good molds and they were reasonably priced with good yeah, pack ends, no. good accessories with them, and that sort of thing. So you know, there were there were some years that were better than others. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. And uh, I don't remember what the year was when that crazy twin pod cloud car came out, but it was a good year because a lot of good figures came out. You had uh, was that a, was it a vintage collection one? Mm, I don't know what it was under. Twin pod cloud car. Um. I didn't know what I'm looking for here. Um, was it was it would the was it around the time of the Clone Wars? A blue box, guns in the middle. Could be, yeah, guns in the middle. Yep, it's got little pop out side things that pop guns out. Yeah, maybe. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the thing broke apart, and the yeah. package converts to diorama, firing missiles, yes. the, guns was, in the middle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember yeah. when this hit the street. People on the street. This was during the Clone Wars era, and it was, um, yeah, it was right around the time they were releasing some cool figures, but the packaging was real strange. But it that's was. when they, you had the Cad Bane coming out, the Himbo, all these different. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That mm-hmm. that period of time, it, you had you had some really cool ships. You had the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the Mandalorian transport? I think it was. Very hard to find that thing. Wow. You know what I'm talking about? Which one is that now? With the with the tilt wing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff from that era just you just couldn't find. You it. You couldn't find it, and it um, goes for all kinds of money now. And uh, s- some of that, I think I found a second Mandalorian transport, and and I knew Curdo had not found one, mm-hmm. and it was in a two pack at uh, Toys R Us for like twenty bucks for both. Shut up. So I was like, oh yeah, you got us in this. Wow. Period. That's awesome. You you never know what you find. Yeah. At you know if, what isn't available everywhere will show up in one spot way cheaper than it ought to be. Right. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Um Yeah, Rave Rich says the cantina that I have there is one he gave me. He he actually bequeathed to me a lot of his childhood this stuff. One? Yeah. yeah. Nice. So a lot it's a of great set. Yeah, it is. It's a great, it's a great deal. So, all right. Um, well, we're getting close to, to D- Disney vault talk time. Oh, Disney vault talk time. Yeah. Um, so 
And someone and Andy said, "Is it call-in time yet?" I, that's what we were supposed to be doing around this time was taking oh. some calls. But you and I just kind of rambled on and rambled on. That's fine. Shame on. That's me. how it goes. That's how it goes. We'll do uh, we'll do some calls later after Disney Vault Talk once Shaz is gone. That way, I have more people to talk to. Oh, you've got some time scheduled. Yeah. in the evening for that. Right, for sure we do. So Disney Vault Talk goes till I leave. Uh, yeah. Or uh, Andy, I'm not taking calls. I said you were asking if it was call taking time. <laughs> Calm down, man. Um, it will be tight. Exactly. So anyway, um, we're gonna. What we'll do is, is we'll wrap it up here. We'll take about a five minute break, and uh, and 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 we'll get Teresa up on the line. We'll rock some Disney Vault talk, and uh, we're talking uh, the Incredibles. Then, until that time, if you haven't donated yet, head over to geekoutonline.com/cure and donate. Help us hit that five thousand dollar goal. We've kind of stalled out at twenty two fifty. Um, I feel like there's more out there, more ready to come, and we'll see what happens. I, I don't know where Glenn County was today. They didn't really uh, show I, up and show out. Um, no, but some of these people I don't know, and I, I've. Oh I've, yeah, it is I've great to see some, some new friends for uh, maybe some Glenn County people there. Okay, for sure. Uh, but we also seem to have some new friends involved in, in what's going on as well. Um, who who are listening today? Some some first time uh, marathoners and that sort of thing. And so it's it's a it's a good time to to have the old tradition taking place and, and doing some good things. So uh, you can tweet about us. That's goal for cure, hashtag goal for cure. That's the number four, not the word The four. number four. Yeah, that way it doesn't look like golf or cure. And then um, and then uh, put the links there, geekoutonline.com slash cure, mixer.com slash goalaverse where people can listen live. Make sure you tag at cure child cancer so they know we've got a lot of folks listening and, uh, and participating in what's going on today. If you have donated... Please shoot us an email at geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com, and uh, let me know that you've done the, uh, you've, you've donated to the marathon so we can get your geek uh, love package out to you. And, uh, and, and so you'll know. And, and what's in these things, you definitely get a Geek Out Loud sticker, and then some people get a comic, some people get some trading cards, some people get a comic and a few trading cards, some people get a few trading cards and a comic. Um, it's, it is a care package. It is a care package, just a little geek care package. So let us know. And, uh, and that way we can get the stuff out to you. And we appreciate every single one of you who have donated and, uh, and given, we appreciate you guys and, uh, and what you bring to the table. I need to find a, some music to go out on here for the old, Oh, that's geek what I out loud. And I don't have anything, yes. um, don't have anything queued up. You don't have anything potted up. I'm an idiot, queued up. but that's all right. It don't take me but a few seconds here. To come over here and find this. Is this right? No, this. Wait, hold on. This. Let's do this one. Um, Is it Disney-esque? Not really. Because we're taking a bit of a break. Okay, just saying. So, Just saying. The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this via the podcast feed... Over the course of the next week, the week of February 9th, uh, we'll be up for about seven days after the after the marathon aired on Saturday the 8th. So if you're getting this during that time, you can still go over and donate at geekoutonline.com slash cure. Help us reach that $5,000 goal. We appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate you giving. Uh, we'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud. If you're listening to us live, we'll see you in just a few minutes. Yeah.